Oh, hey, y'all, it's time for another Robert's Cat Bell. I'd say radio show because we're still rooted in radio, and it's my habit to do so. Health Talk Media, extraordinaire, and Super Don making it sound so good. Get ready. We're going to rock this health world. With your help, share the show, please. RobertsCatBell.com slash listen or the various channels that haven't banned us. Go, go there and share that show, including on Rumble. Howdy, everybody on Rumble. And uh, sign up, become a newsletter subscriber, and even a patron. We've got lots of things going on, and we'll reveal maybe some of them, maybe all of them, maybe more than you want to know. <laughs> Jamie Dorley is going to join us an hour or two as we uh, go around the world with Nutritional Frontiers and bring the power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you. Let's get it started right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Hey, it's one of those days where I actually read all of these stories Super Don sent me. Uh, he'll be happy to know. Um, yeah, I just needed a day to recover, man. I was you, wiped you out. did what? I know, I know. It, yesterday, I was like, I fell asleep. I don't know what. It was so early. I, I was just like done. Uh, and yeah, I felt better today. I went and got my workout. I'm, I'm going to be fair. Why, why, why? You usually read the article. It's true, but there you're are not, days. You're not Ty Bollinger. <laughs> there, there, there. <laughs> where where I'll, I'll, I'll put up a, a link to a story from his website. Mm -hmm. So what yes. do you think about this? Well, uh, I haven't read my own I haven't read that. Oh. Yeah. I, <laughs> it has well, your name on it. There are days, you know, and it's just, especially coming off of trips or if I'm out of town, that, it, it, you know, you just show up, you barely had time to even show up. Uh, but today I'm, um, ahead of the you game. Just, you just come back from an, an event that had a delayed flight. You didn't get hardly any sleep the night before. Yeah. I'm, I'm not looking to make excuses. We'll cut I'm you just, a little bit of slack. I thank you. I'm just, right. just, you know, extolling the virtues of having a super Don, even if I don't utilize what he sends me <laughs> Sorry. or a fraction thereof. You uh, know what? I, when, when we have shows like that yeah, and you just go just a hundred percent on stream of consciousness, Mm -hmm. it's it's like a a way better show than it would have been had you stuck with the plan right well that's the thing it's about okay. today's show that's what worries me this show could suck totally because i've actually read everything you sent me and i already i kind of know we got some good cover. stories today though they are very good stories and we also have jamie dorley from our friends at nutritional frontiers and uh yes and jamie b is the man because he lets all y'all double dip on sale items. And so you can use the RSB 15 code and we'll learn about some other products. We'll talk about an hour or two uh, heading into the summer months as well. Uh, we've got a bunch of events coming up and we'll try to, I, I just remembered. Yeah. J June 24th, a Saturday coming up, uh, Loveland, Colorado. Uh, I'll be seeing hopefully a lot of my friends there in Colorado. It's about an hour or so North of Denver. And it looks like a great event. I think we've got Hopefully, we'll have the folks that are putting it on on the show to promote it as well. Talk a little bit more detail about what's going to go on there. Uh, it should be fun. Now, have you watched, this is before we go into the stories that I, I do want to cover. Uh, have you watched the new, the Plandemic 3, that's the uh, the Great Awakening by Mickey Willis? I have not yet, no. Okay. Do you intend to or you're like, nah, I'm not even interested? You be honest. Uh, if you have if, a lot of time. if it comes across uh, my desk and yeah. I have nothing to do, yes, for the next hour, mm -hmm. which is rare. 
yeah. I will. I will. Yes. It's hard. I, I might have to watch it in, in parts. Look, it's hard for me to sit down and watch a film. You know, I, I the reason I was able to watch it on the day after it it, it premiered was because I was delayed seven hours in the uh, airport. So it was like perfect opportunity to watch right. it. And I was uh, duly impressed with it. Of course, Mickey Willis is a, a fantastic filmmaker. Whether you like his uh, views or not, the, the, he does good work. This particular film had bookended our friend G. Edward Griffin on the front and the back end. And it's it's important and brilliant. And it's like the lost history of America and how we've descended further and further away from freedom and how and why and what nefarious schemes have been in place that kind of subterfuge our, our, our former love of liberty and replaced it with a love of something else that is, you know, obedience and sub subservience to the state, collectivism. And yes, all of those isms, including communism, but uh, the left, and I don't see 100% of the left, but a significant portion of the political left are losing their minds over that. They go apoplectic of all the things that Mickey Willis covered. I can't believe he did that, communism. Like, dude, do you understand the whole basis for your rights? Is your existence in creation as an individual and that rights don't come from your membership in a group? And that those rights that you think you have because you're in a group are actually privileges that can be taken away with the next regime that doesn't like you. I, I just think the naivete uh, of the modern political left that has abandoned the, kind of the, the, the political left of, of Bobby Kennedy, which is completely different. And I just sat down and I read uh, yesterday. It's a very easy read. It's like 100 pages in a small book, a letter to liberals that Bobby Kennedy wrote. And, and it was primarily focused around what happened to liberals during COVID, you know, in, in abandoning freedom, freedom of speech, principles of, you know, uh, recognizing the state could, could be tyrannical and take away your rights. And uh, much of the political left, not all, but much just went all in because it was about anti-Trump. If Trump wants to do it, the opposite has to be true. And that's where, you know, you, you lose intellectual integrity. If you have any, then you know that super D because you have intellectual integrity. It, it, if, Let's just say if if Donald Trump went all in for, let's say, um, Ukraine, right? Oops, as I knocked my headphones out of my ears. If he went in, all in for the Ukraine on, on the war, what would happen? Suddenly the political left would go, oh, my gosh, we got to end this war immediately because <laughs> Donald Trump is for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, perfect example. <clears throat> when... Uh, Trump came out with initially with that Operation Warp Speed. Remember? Yes, and they opposed all of it. the the left. Oh, yeah. I will never take that vaccine. That vaccine, mm -hmm. I I don't trust it. I, there's no way am I going to take that vaccine. Then Donald Trump, uh, you know, is no longer president. Joe Biden yeah. is in the White House, and suddenly, oh, we love the vaccine. This <laughs> is the greatest vaccine. It's like, wait a minute, it's Biden. That's vaccine. the same vaccine. Yeah. That that you were oh, saying was terrible. It's yeah. it, nothing's changed with the vaccine. It's still the same vaccine. Yeah, and and for those that think I'm picking on the political left, it's like I, you know, I grew up as a you know a little lefty. Uh, I, I know that was part of my youth, believing in in the, in a lot of those things, and so I expect more. And I, I I'm, I'm you know repeatedly disappointed until Robert F Kennedy Jr. came out and going, you know what, the kind of democratic liberalism that I had, you know, is different. And, and, you know, I'm not identifying as a Democrat or Republican, nor is Super Don in, in all of these discussions. We try to have intellectual integrity on all of this, where we agree, we agree, where we disagree, we disagree. And it isn't about the labels. But there is, a, again, an apoplectic, reflexive response to 
certain words like communism now that the left is like, oh, I won't even look at that issue and go, oh, if you say communism, it's kind of like saying Nazism. And now we discredit you because you're calling me Hitler or something like that. And it's just intellectually. Well, well they run around calling calling people like us fascists. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, a, it's, you know, a continuing great disappointment that, um, and again, I know it's not everybody, but there are a number of people out there that don't, that won't look in the mirror and go, you know what? <laughs> My love of collectivism is the problem. You believe that collectivism is, is how we need to move forward. And that's the only way quote unquote liberalism works. It's like, mm, if you disrespect individual liberty, you deny people an opportunity to rise above their quote unquote station in life. What is What do I mean by that? Through bloodlines, through belief systems, you get locked into a belief of your worthiness or lack of worthiness in terms of uh, if you go into the caste system of India or, you know, if we talk about a class system in America, the lower class, the middle class, the upper middle class, the wealthy elite, et cetera. All of these things ultimately are mindsets and belief systems. And the left believes only, and again, I'm generalizing now, so don't send hate mail. If you want to, you can. But they believe that the only way you can move above that station or whatever is by the government either lifting you up with free gifts or by the government destroying or taking from those that you believe or perceive have illicitly ill-gotten gains, and maybe they have. But not freedom. We can't have freedom. Freedom is what got us into this mess. And of course, when we talk about capitalism, it's not free market laissez-faire kind of uh, scenario. Uh, it, it isn't something that exists in freedom. So I would argue that, for instance, in modern medicine and the medical monopoly, Super D, the reason why we have such a disastrous healthcare system is not because we don't have a single-payer system. It's because we've invested in, if you will, this idea that the pharmaceutical industrial complex trains and ed educates and indoctrinates these MDs that come out with licenses to look at every ailment, illness, symptom, et cetera, as a deficiency of an FDA-approved pharmaceutical, which then again profits the industry that created the monopoly in the early part of the 20th century that was attempting to do so even in the 19th century. And that's just and, one small piece of the problem. Yeah, exactly. It and, is and course, such a broken system. Yeah, and so more government is not the solution. Freedom is the solution, and I mean that the freedom to innovate, the freedom to choose the doctor you want and not in a monopoly system where we, you're, you're free to have any color car you want, like in East Germany, as long as it's black. That's not freedom. And people are looking at freedom within monopoly systems. These are enslavement systems redefined so you believe you're free, you perceive you're free. Now, in the first article that you sent me today, an opinion piece by our friend Jeffrey Tucker from Brownstone Institute, it goes into 20 20 revelations, or as he calls them, grim realities unearthed by the lockdowns. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to go through these real quick, <clears throat> excuse me, and I want to, I'm going to comment on them and let you know about which ones we already knew about here. Ever since I opened up the microphone in 1999 with the show Jumpstart Your Health. And this is not to be a braggart. This is not to go, oh, Robert Scott Bell is so much smarter than anybody else. That's not it. It's just a recognition that we all have thresholds of pain, discomfort, tolerance, intolerance, et cetera, that lead us to dig deeper into or beyond illusions that are perpetuated and perpetrated by those that would want to enslave us to a vision of reality that limits our power. And yeah, that includes economic power. And to think that if we just had more government intervention, socialism, communism, then everybody would be 
equal is absolutely absurd, infantile, and immature in terms of your spiritual understanding of creation and reality. And this is not me arguing for monopoly of any kind, including and especially the, the monopoly that governments wield over their people in the use of force and violence and deception and misinformation and disinformation. So let's go through this Jeffrey Tucker article. Superdon has it up on the screen. It's over at Brownstone Institute or brownstone.org. And the first one is the surveillance and censorship by big tech. Okay, this is not something that, you know, is a big surprise to many of you here in this audience. And we're engaged in uh, uh, outreach through something called the Internet. So everything we say and do, we know is surveilled. We also know we've been suppressed and censored by big tech as we've lost our uh, channel on YouTube some years ago during COVID. Um, Instagram on and off. We're back on there. Facebook on and off. We're back on there. Uh, Twitter, we've been on and off, but we're back on there. And uh, who else or what else was banned us? LinkedIn, of all places. Bunch of wussies at LinkedIn. So I don't know that that's a big revelation. Maybe to some that that has woken up. But, you know, even before COVID, what was I warning you all about? Uh, Digital IDs, as it would relate to the ability to control and manipulate you into getting jabs, injections, vaccinations, right? Number two on this list, though, wheelhouse here, all right? I can shout to the rooftops how long I've been telling you about this since the time, again, 1999, when I opened the microphone. Power and influence of big pharma. Now, you know, it's interesting that Jeffrey Tucker and many intellectuals like Jeffrey Tucker, intelligent people, good people, would listen if they ever heard my show and go, man, that's just crazy talk. You know, remember Super Don when I appeared on uh, that conservative uh, talk show guy? Who was that? Um, Rusty Humphreys. And I was pointing out. The power and influence of big pharma, the owner ownership and control of of, of FDA and uh, revolving doors are like, man, that's crazy. Because they, the conservatives themselves, who were anti big government, uh, had a blind it, spot. You started that. talking about that, and and it was, if I remember correctly, because mm-hmm. I was listening to it, and it's funny because I knew how I knew Rusty because yeah. I I'd worked with him, and you reached a point where you you implied yes that the FDA was corrupt. Mm-hmm. And was approving things that it knew w- weren't safe. Yeah, and you could just you could hear it in his voice. He was just kind of like suddenly he just like he, it's almost like he backed away from the microphone. You know, yeah. he was like, "Oh boy, what's going to happen to my advertising?" Tinfoil hat guy here now. What yeah. have I gotten myself into? So, and, and I just bring that up as one example in talk in conservative talk radio, so people can think, "Oh, he's not bashing a liberal right now." Now, on the flip side of that, yeah, when you were on the Jerry Doyle show. Mm-hmm. Jerry, an independent conservative, yes, embraced what it was that you were talking about because he was a critical thinker. Yes, he, he wasn't going with the bullet points. Yes, you're so right, and I, I miss Jerry Doyle every day on this show. You know uh, how much he he meant to us and to even you. Even Michael Savage, you were yeah. even on his show doing 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 stuff as well. Yeah, and Savage was in, intellectually and in, had intellectual integrity on this issue as well. Now he had written books about natural remedies and things. He had a PhD in a botanist, uh, nutrition right? as well. Yeah. So uh, again, this is important to, to to point out. Jeffrey Tucker, I think, is more libertarian conservative, right? But then again, many of the libertarians. When I first started talking to the libertarian groups, uh, like you know, with the Tenth Amendment Center, with the Nullify Now tour, I remember when I first hit that stage, 
And they were all with me on a lot of the freedom message. But then I started talking about doctors and drugs and FDA. And they're like, whoa. So there was a blind spot there. Across the board in the 20th century, we gave up our bodily autonomy and turned it over to, yes, a government-sanctioned, however unconstitutional it is, organization called I call the Fear and Death Administration that is captured by that industry. And, and so, look, in this in number two statement, Jeffrey Tucker says, hey, I thought the whole idea was insane and that the corruption could not possibly reach this deep. You know, those have been warning, like I've been warning you. And he says, I was wrong. Again, intellectual integrity by Jeffrey Tucker. Hats off to Jeffrey Tucker. We like him. He's welcome on this show anytime. We've had good, good interviews with him. Now, number three, government propaganda by big media. Bobby Kennedy is excellent on this, much better than just about any other candidate, perhaps even Donald Trump on this issue. Uh, and I just say it specifically because the story that Bobby Kennedy tells, and I've listened to a little bit of his inter interaction with Elon Musk, and it's funny, Bobby was asking Elon questions. Almost he flipped the table and interviewed Elon Musk, and it's kind of fascinating to learn a little bit more about Musk's uh, love of America and freedom. Now, people might say he's missing the boat here, here, and here, but take it at face value for whatever. But he, Bobby Kennedy mentioned again, how he was friends with Roger Ailes, you know, spending time with him completely off the air, separate from Fox News. But Roger got Bobby Kennedy as the only environmental liberal expert to come on Fox News on all the shows, including Hannity. Yet there was a point when Bobby Kennedy wrote about the mercury that included in vaccines and that controversy. And Roger Ailes says, I can't let you or any of my hosts have you on their show to talk about this. If, if I do, I will have to fire those hosts. And if I did, I would get a call from Rupert Murdoch immediately because 17 out of 22 minutes of advertising every hour is pharmaceutical, approximately. And so we look at government propaganda by big media, and do you understand why yet the media were the cheerleaders for lockdowns, shutdowns, COVID jabs, et cetera? And then we take it a step further on number four, corruption of public health. I've been talking about this for years. Public health is an oxymoron. It's a battering ram used to bludgeon people who believe in individual liberty and self-assessment associated with risk because they believe that the very act of breathing is an irresponsible act that will kill somebody. And so they make it as if you, who actually love freedom, who want to breathe the air, who want to travel, who want to interact with others, are, are, are somehow a, a irresponsible, selfish criminal. And you should be shunned and shamed and maybe even imprisoned and fined or limited from access to things that you would normally enjoy as a free person, free man, free woman. And largely, not exclusively, but largely this came from the MSNBC, CNNs and their pundits of the world, whether it be the Rachel Mad Dogs or, or otherwise. It's disgusting, seething hatred and rage. Now, this didn't only happen among the so-called conservative, I'm sorry, liberals, but semi-conservative like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Remember, he said, screw your freedom. And others did that. So that's not 100% a liberal, modern liberal uh, situation. There weren't enough people speaking out. There are certainly closeted conservatives and libertarians in, in media and in entertainment. And some of those spoke out and we've featured them or spotlighted them if they didn't come on the show during this time. But the corruption of public health, again, comes back to this idea that we are a collective and there is no such thing as an individual. In fact, they tried to destroy the notion that you have an immune system during COVID, public health. These people are criminals. 
They are engaged in the destruction of your basic fundamental human and human rights and freedoms to go outside and enjoy life, to celebrate, be in the sunshine, be at the ocean, all the things that they're like, oh, shut down the ocean. <laughs> Insane. Public health. And we're still looking to public health authorities to protect us other than the enhancements and improvements in the 20th century of sanitation systems, sewage systems, better hygienic practices, access to nutrition and food. I mean, those are the primary reasons by, by which we were eliminating a lot of these so-called communicable transmissible that they tried to then proclaim to be vaccine preventable diseases, which were on the way out long before the vaccines. So again, another aspect, corruption of public health. They're still corrupt. To this day, they would cling to, and in fact, the World Health Organization is basing itself on public health edicts or belief systems of collectivism to claim that they and only they, WHO through UN, should conquer and, and, and basically control everybody's response, every country's response to the next scamdemic, pandemic, et cetera. The fifth of 20. I know there's a lot here, but I have time to do this today. And it's worth going through. Consolidation of industry. Free enterprise supposed to be free, but when workers, industries, and brands were divided between essential and non-essential, <laughs> big business didn't complain at all. They knew that they were going to have the competitive advantage as small businesses, family businesses were considered non-essential. And they were put out of business. Significantly lost. We lost many mom and pop businesses in this country and the big box stores they they gained even more monopoly status in a so-called free market that's not a free market. That's called crony capitalism or capitalism. And then we go to something we've covered, thanks to Jonathan E. Mord, since I opened up the microphone in 1999, because I knew Jonathan back then and all that he did, including his book, The Rise of Tyranny, which came out, I don't know if it was a little after that, but the influence and power of the administrative state. Three branches of government locked into one branch under the executive branch, the fourth branch, that has no actually or, or accountability to the people hardly has accountability to Congress. When you write letters to FDA and say, Hey, FDA, you're violating my constitutional freedoms, my protected freedom of speech. For instance, they say, we don't care. You're violating what we believe is the law here with the FDA regulations. And then you go to your Congress creditor or Senator, or write a, a letter to the president. And mostly your Congress creditor would write back and go, well, uh, we can't do anything. The FDA says this. And you go back to the FDA and the FDA says, well, this is what we do. Go to Congress again. And if they change the law, then maybe. Now, of course, we're seeing uh, evidence of shift in the Supreme Court level a little bit. Of course, Jonathan Emord has been successful in the judicial branch suing them and winning, but finding out they don't care anyway. But there's evidence that that power, consolidated power of all three branches of government into the administrative state is weakening. And putting Jonathan Emord in at the U.S. Senate level will help. Emord4VA.com. By the way, he kicked butt in that straw poll. Thank you to everybody that participated in that last week in uh, Loudoun County, Virginia. How about this? The cowardice of intellectuals. Yeah, I point this out. I don't mind. They're afraid to speak out. Because they don't want to be ostracized by the group that let them in. You know, and I'm with, uh, was it? I don't know who, who said it originally, if it was W.C. Fields. I mean, if it, maybe go back to vaudeville. We talk about that. Of course, a lot of times we'll, we'll go to uh, uh, comedian, our, our favorite Super Don, that sometimes I just blank out on uh, in, in terms of uh, uh, intelligent comedy over the years. 
And what are we talking? Oh, George Carlin. George Carlin. Thank you. How can, you, know, uh, you forgot George Carlin. It, there are times when there are names that just like, their visuals, their face, their their. Do their, I have a booing kid sound effect? You should have I one for that. I should. But then again, I am older than you, so you gotta you gotta cover <laughs> for me occasionally. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna pull pull out the age card, card, right? In the meantime, I'm going to win, likely win the challenge of the week this week because it's a jump rope thing. And I can just, man, I'm a rapid jump roper, you know, the Ollie shuffle and jump rope. I can do it. What did I do? 651 jumps in three minutes. That was a good round. So uh, just trying to stay healthy, but occasionally I do need to lean on you, my brother. So hope you don't mind. But the cowardice of intellectuals, what do you think of that, Super Don? That, you know, these people are afraid to get kicked out of their their most sacred groups that they think they're a part of. And it's like they don't care yeah. about you. Well, as long look, as we saw plenty of that. We had we had uh, we had the intellectuals that stepped forward and they were the ones that got banned. Mm -hmm. They were the ones that were labeled uh, disinformation dozen. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you had the other ones that uh, towed the line. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and stuck their foot as far in their mouth as they possibly could, because eventually they were just they were. They, they had to eat crow, although they didn't do it publicly. How about the hoity-toity, pointy-headed, scientific intellectualists that just went along despite the anti-science rhetoric coming from those who said, I am the science, and you can't question science. Like, the whole basis of science is questioning. And yet, you know, this is where, you know, I talk about George Carlin. It's a great big club, and you ain't in it, right? Or the other thing is I would not want to be a member of any group that would have me as a member <laughs> you know that kind of maybe that was uh marx brothers i don't remember some of you are old enough to remember who who said these things initially but the cowardice of intellectuals and this is something that i've always had a, a, a disgust even as i went through the high level of university training and education there was something about these groups that bothered me and it was group think it was collectivism they all wanted to belong, get along. Don't stand up. Don't say anything out. If you oh, but put their finger to the wind, see if they, if it's good, then say it. And I'm just not into the cowardice of intellectuals, even though I consider myself somewhat intellectual and you super Don are intellectual as well, despite what anybody would say. And I don't know <laughs> who would say anything else, but that, but you are, Okay. you're a blue collar intellectual. How about that? Does that work? Is, is that what I am? A blue yeah. collar intellectual? Yeah, well, you know, they'd look at you and go, well, what does he know? He didn't go to university. I'm like, screw the university. You have become a programmed robot at university, not critical you know, thinking. A, a good sign. I saw a study the, uh, the other day that was, in fact, I think I may, you may have even seen this, where mm -hmm. uh, the kids now are opting for trade colleges and trade schools and stuff like that and not uh, running to the colleges for degrees. Yeah. Like they used to, because it, it just makes sense because they're not, they're just not worth anything. Yeah. You know, and not, not only do you saddle yourself with hundreds of thousands of dollars in, of, of debt, mm -hmm. uh, but then you get out of, of school and what do you do with that piece of paper that you got? Yeah, we were, we were lied to about that. Now there may be a, a few narrow things that you could do that university may help you there to do. There are some exceptions to the rule, but. but overall, dude, it's a racket. <laughs> and these these kids that are going to the trade schools, they end up with a with a, a better you know, trade. Jobs. Yeah, they get paid more. They yeah. don't have all of the debt that that the other ones have, and so yeah. that's that's the trend. That's that's where things appear to be moving. So this Which next good. point, number eight, I love this word pusillanimity. How do you say that? <sighs> I know. I, 
pusillanimity. I, I, I had to look that up. Of uh, universities. Pusillanimity. Yeah, right. Which which the definition of that is a lack of courage or determination or timidity. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, an offshoot of the uh, cowardice of intellectuals just at the university level. How many went, went along with COVID jabs despite being, you know, whether it be uh, Steve Kirsch or whoever pointing out the absurdity of, of forcing people to uh, accept these uh, exp experimental injections under emergency use authorization. I mean, never mind that they're morally uh, uh, corrupt and bankrupt, but ethically as well and scientifically. Yet, what did they do? They went all in on mandates. And, you know, shame on those institutions and shame on the chiropractic schools that also mandate vaccines for acceptance to go into those schools. You should know better. You know better, and you're doing it anyway. More spinelessness, in this case, of think tanks. Aren't those the groups that are supposed to think outside the box and look and test and push? And then they're like, no, they're all in on lockdowns. Apologists for lockdowns. Destruction of the economy. Hurting who? For those of you in the liberal class that worry about poor people more than others, if that's the case, who was harmed by the lockdowns most? The poorest among us. More dependent. The middle class that has been decimated. How about number 10, the madness of crowds? We've covered that over the years. I always remember Liam Sheff referring to, and I apologize for not remembering some of the names that he, he was so well-read and knowing who said these things, right? The, you snap your finger and he knew about we lose our minds in crowds, in groups, the madness of crowds, and then we only regain our sanity slowly and one person at a time, one at a time. And so the fear in group dynamics elicits the unintelligent response of just go along to get along, even if it's pushing you over the cliff into the needles of the pharmaceutical industrial complex or church, if you will. And we talk about Matthias Desmet, uh, Desmet's book about mass formation. Number 11 discovered here. And, and again, many of these things we were covering long before the COVID crazy. And am I looking for a pat on the back? Am I looking for, hey, hey, you were right, Robert? No, not for that reason. But it's for me and others that knew this and were warning you. And maybe you are among the people that were outspoken and warning others as well. Likely, if you're part of this, this uh, broadcast family, you were. Who are they looking to right now as experts to move forward? A new head of the CDC that said, you know, hey, I can use my power to stop football in my country, in my, in my estate, wherever that was or more power to the World Health Organization and the United Nations, the FDA, CDC, et cetera, the same people that screwed everything up, the same doctors and scientists that had no earthly idea that we had an immune system suddenly. These are the people you want to be your experts. So number 11 goes into the lack of ideological conviction on both right and left. We talk about the left. We talk about traditions of civil liberties, equal freedoms, and freedom of speech. And man, the extreme left and the extreme light met in the met in the middle or met at the bottom of the circle and just went, yeah, lockdowns, let's do it in our own way. More power for us. And both sides are hopelessly naive to think they'll always remain in power, including right now the Biden regime and the Democrats, et cetera. You granted this power, you gave this power, you cheerleader for this power. How are you going to like it when the other side gets in and starts clamping down on your freedom? Then it becomes, oh, well, this is outrageous. This is unconstitutional. Where is the principled ideological conviction that freedom 
Freedom is the superior path forward as our founding fathers had acknowledged and recognized Thomas Jeffersonian Jeffersonian democracy. All right, 12, sadism in the ruling class. It was as if they enjoyed the punishment. You know, kids can't go to school. We're going to force old people into loneliness, dying alone. We're going to see all these people lose their job. We're going to gain power over them even more. The ruling class were so altruistic. But they enjoyed the decimation of those who they believe they are superior to. The American ideal, the American experiment in freedom was to eliminate a ruling class. To provide for the most egalitarian possibilities with through separation of powers, through no kings, queens, or emperors. And that the freedom to rise above your quote-unquote station in life based on your familial history, etc., caste systems, etc. That the best opportunity to do so is rooted in freedom, not in collectivism, certainly not in a strong government that can be purchased, a centralized government that can be purchased and influenced to give gifts to a certain class of folks, in this case, pharmaceutical and military, to run roughshod over the rights of the people, that they get those rights not from government, but from God. And that was the egalitarian, equalitarian view, that we are all created in God's image. We all have different strengths and weaknesses, and that our belief system is not only the limiting factor, but it is also the factor that can outweigh the limitations of the beliefs that we used to have or those beliefs being imposed by those so-called elitists through government, media, medicine, etc. I grew up in a pharmaceutical family, medical family. I suffered enough to kind of go, oh, well, maybe there's something more. I don't know what it is, but good Lord, please help me to get there. And I did. And I'm still learning. And it's an awesome, awesome, wonderful thing to continue to learn throughout life. And all of the ways that I continue to learn about, no matter what they are, they are rooted in what? Freedom of thought, freedom of conscience, freedom of speech, freedom to experiment, freedom to screw up, freedom to make bad decisions, and yet learn from them, not because we're protected from them by a mommy, daddy, nanny state government. As much as we would as parents want to alleviate suffering of our children or prevent them from making the wrong decision, ultimately, as they move into adulthood, you can best you can do is train them about right and wrong and how to navigate the best you can as well as hopefully engage them in how to think critically about situations and try to identify cause and effect in their lives. And that includes and especially includes the body cells and their response to what you do to your body in terms of what you inflow, breathe, eat, sleep, much less think, believe, et cetera, and how that manifests physically for you. It's a great, what would I call it? The ultimate teacher, your body. The cells don't lie. But we've been deceived into believing that their language means a symptom, that you're lacking an FDA-approved pharmaceutical drug. Or women, your breasts need to be removed because they might one day cause cancer. The breasts, of course, don't cause cancer. Any more than men, your testicles cause cancer. But why are women so much more willing to remove body parts? All right, I'll leave that aside for the moment. The real life problem of massive class inequality, that's again, number 13 point. Would any of these, this have happened 20 years ago when a third of the workforce was not privileged enough to take their work home, pretend they could produce something from a laptop. If we don't produce much anymore, 
And that's a, it's a great vulnerability moving forward as well. If you're not producing something, actually, if you exported all a means of production to your enemies like China, you're vulnerable to collapse without a war actually happening in terms of an overt hot war, but a war of information where the people who now are so impoverished due to public health policies rooted in pharmaceutical totalitarianism, that the only job they might have one day is to be in the military. And of course, they won't even be let in unless they're woke and transgendered now. What does that even mean? Stunning. Those are things I, I can't say I predicted. Now, I'm not saying I knew all of this, but again, where I know something or knew something, I would say, yeah, I'm not the only one. Those are the people, and I'm not interested in signing up for the job to be one of the experts, <laughs> but I do talk about the fact that we're not invited to the table to even discuss this stuff for the most part. Even today, after all the screw-ups by the experts, they're still going to the same stupid, moronic experts or bought experts. Number 14, the cravenness and corruption of public education. Universal education. You have a right to education. We heard about that. And, and, and the Democratic left still believes that you have a right to education. I would argue that the education that we got is indoctrination. It's been corrupted and co-opted due to who wants to control the population. What Bruce Lipton would say this of the Jesuits. You give me a, a, a child before the age of seven and I can tell you, or I can, I can give you back the man. I'll, exactly what you can turn him into whatever you want. Education, indoctrination. Slaves to the state, worshipful of the state, taught about the glory of government rather than the ability to, in freedom, excel and innovate and succeed. And I don't mean just economically, although economic freedom is one part of the equation, but a freedom, again, of thought, of conscious freedom of religion. And religious institutions were either uh, attacked or they, went, they, they fell in line with COVID lockdowns stopping their own worship services, for instance. 15, the enabling power of central banking to fund it all. I'm not the first one saying it. Ron Paul said it very well back in the 1990s, back in the 80s, he was talking about it. Anybody who understood the danger of the Federal Reserve System, G. Edward Griffin, who was featured in the latest documentary by Mickey Willis, The Great Awakening. The Federal Reserve made possible so much enslavement through debt that would have been limited and we wouldn't have become perhaps the empire that some people say is great. I mean, I, I think the empire of, what do they call it? Liberty versus the empire of whatever. There's a lot of things that we've done that are good in, a, in the world. There's a lot of things we've done that are bad in the world. We're talking about the American government, the experiment, freedom. It, w- one of the things I, I heard yesterday on the uh, interview with uh, Elon Musk, Bobby Kennedy, Elon Musk was talking about, you know, he's from South Africa. I think he has maybe also roots in Canada, but he's American. He's all American. He's going to live and die. He says, I'm an American now. And he said, you know, one of the things that, that appealed to him was post-World War II uh, through the Marshall Plan and other things that we had conquered, we had won. And yet, what did we do? We gave money to the to Germany, to Japan, to rebuild, to repair. Now, I'm not going to get into the nuances of uh, things that are supranational in terms of uh, globalist governance, too, because there, there there's a fine line in terms of, yes, the U.S. taxpayer funded the rebuilding of all of that at the same time created, you know, the, set the stage for new world order issues that we're, we're dealing with now. So it's not all clean and pure, but at the same time, yeah, when in history has the, the conqueror 
invested in the conquered and built their society up not to conquer and control them overtly. Interestingly enough, and that, that stimulated Elon to go, you know, America's great in that sense. Yes, there's things that aren't perfect. And I don't know that anybody's claiming perfection here. But the, the end the Fed scenario, if they're not going to end it, you end it by stop participating in the Federal Reserve System and start exchanging other things, which I've talked about from time to time here. You might have heard once or twice. The shallowness of the faith communities. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. And I've said it long before COVID. I said, the disappointment I have, whether you're Jewish, Christian, Muslim, or whatever, you know, even the Dalai Lama goes to get the, the COVID jab. Remember that? The willingness to sacrifice the body, uh, uh, whether you call it the body of Christ, the body of God, something sacred about this body, and you turn it over to the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism for poisoning, for DNA alteration. Okay, how deep was your faith? That you abandoned it so quickly because you're afraid of the germ and you're afraid, oh, I forgot we had an immune system. Well, they said that I no longer have an immune system. There's no such thing as natural immunity. And you go, okay, all right. And you see your church leaders, your synagogue leader, whatever, and they're getting the shot, so you got it too. Now, most of you in this audience probably didn't, and I'm not condemning anybody who did. We're trying to help you as well with various methods. But think about that was revealed. That was not new to me here, not new to the Robert Scott Bell Show. We talked about things like that. You know, growing up Jewish, seeing the rabbis, you know, honor and acknowledge the great parishioners, you know, parts of our congregation, the doctor, the doctor, the doctor. Oh, thank you for your heroic, you know, helping to save. Oh, well, well, they were participating in what was known as the third leading cause of death, allopathic medicine sanctioned by a government monopoly. How about number 17? One of the fundamental freedoms, travel, movement, shutdown, lockdown. Oh, they'll never do that. Yeah, oh, if you want to travel, you're going to have to wear a mask, despite having no scientific validity for the wearing a mask, or you're going to have to get the COVID jabs and the boosters, or else you ain't getting on this plane. And how many people, how many people tolerated that segregation? We talked about that many times, pointed out even in Israel. This section for jabbed people, this section for not jabbed people just like colored fountains and non-colored. And some people are outraged. Oh, how dare you compare it to the segregation of the deep South, blacks versus whites. Dude, yes, blacks were still being segregated, those that weren't jabbed. It went beyond color. It went beyond religion and race, et cetera. It went into you're in the club or you're out. You're following the edicts of public health, you know, dunderheads to get experimented upon medically because you are now worshiping at the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism maybe even reluctantly, but because you're so afraid or you didn't want to be ostracized. How many of you found that you had the courage of your convictions and you stood strong? Many of you here in this audience, I know. How many of you have friends and family members you thought had the courage of their convictions and you found out they weren't what they said they were? They weren't what they claimed or what you perceived them to be as they fell all in line with these public health edicts, restrictions on travel. So the tolerance of segregation segregation is back and the political left that seemingly was the most outraged at segregation despite again if we go back into the democrats the democrats were the racist ones the republicans moved it beyond that again it's a meaningless thing in terms of the designation because these things shifting depending on how the hegelian dialectic plays out as long as they can keep you divided they don't care if you're an r or a d they'll just use what's going on what's the wind blowing right number 19 on this list of things discovered in the covid crazy uh, three or so years again this is from the brownstone institute and uh, number 19, the goal of the social credit system, seeing how it's 
trying to be made manifest here. And this is where a significant part of Mickey Willis's new documentary film, which talks about Edward Griffin at the front and back ends of this thing, is something I hope and I pray that leftists will not discard in their concern for, oh, he brought up communism, like we're all communists. Look, yeah, there was an extreme response uh, in, in anti-communism movements, but it didn't mean that there wasn't a communist movement as well in America. But in freedom, you would allow the communists to speak up all they want. But if they take an oath or swear an oath to uphold, defend the Constitution at, at any level, you understand communism and socialism are anathema to that oath. That's different than freedom of speech. Now you're going into government and violating something. You're say, swearing an oath to something you don't even believe in. And we've tolerated that for too long. Not all toleration is good. But the goal of the social credit system is to lock you down and force you into an ideological uh, belief in the state as your God. To abandon the real God that is that which created you. Finally, number 20, corporations or corporatism as the system under which we live, giving lie to existing ideological systems, corporatism. And much of welfare falls into that. And we talk about individual welfare and corporate welfare. Corporate players profit handsomely off of welfare because the special ones that have curried favor with the government get the money to then supply a little bit, you know, a little bit. Uh, here's a crumb for you, a crumb for you, rather than innovation and freedom and also charity. Because true charity, whether it be through churches or just your own internal altruism, is much more generous and much more helpful in terms of giving a hand up, not a handout kind of concept. Oh, but that's cruel, Robert. Now you're suddenly a Republican again, and you hate poor people. Where's the intellectual ability to talk about these things without being called names? Oh, you must be a Trump lover because you said this. And if you love it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hate it. Are you being played? Where's your intellectual curiosity is where your thoughts and beliefs even come from. And granted, we may still come out with different beliefs, but I would ask that we get together and talk about these things, engage in debate, discussion, even argument. And then even in disagreement, realize that we have more in common than we have that would rip us apart. So great perspective from Jeffrey Tucker. Nothing in this article am I denigrating him for because I love his intellectual curiosity and integrity. And yeah, he woke up when he woke up. Am I mad at him or you or anybody? No. Welcome to the water's warm. Come on in. We love you and appreciate you. We're happy you're here. But I'm also pointing out that there are people that have a track record decades long that really carry the wisdom of the ancients that should be looked at as the so-called, if you want to use the term expert, and looked at as those, hey, can you give us some little insight in here and, and pay attention carefully? Listen, they were right. These other people were wrong. Stop going to the people who are wrong now that they claim, oh, I'm right. Sorry. Go to those that saw it long before and use them as a prim primary resource and then still use your critical thinking skills. Now, we got a little bit of time uh, left to cover a couple of more stories. And I don't know if I have time for the question of the day. I might actually, I might do that with, uh, Jamie Dorley, an hour or two. He'll, we'd have fun covering this together. So that's fine. Um, there's an article here, here about a National Patient Safety Board modified after the NTSB for like, uh, you know, the flying, the national, if, if there's a, a traffic, a, a flight airplane accident, the NTSB goes in and investigates. They have subpoena power. They're like, you can't cover this up. You can't hide this kind of thing. But the problem is, and you can read this article and you'll see exactly what I agree with here. 
that the entirety of the medical monopoly hospital system, which, you know, third leading cause of death, second or first, depending on your, your uh, view of that, they are, their, their culture is all about suppressing and hiding information that would cause culpability, liability to be made manifest. The entirety of the medical profession is hide, never admit a mistake. And so they will fight tooth and nail against anything like this that would have any teeth at all. In other words, the ability to subpoena power and, and to reveal that which resulted in deaths and injury. And it's a it's staggering number. Hundreds of thousands of people are injured every year and killed in modern medicine and in hospitals. And we know it even more overtly uh, under the COVID years where the the protocols were the were things that were officially killing people. They weren't accidental at that point. So the entire system has to be, I believe, scrapped or ignored, let it collapse, and then let them rebuild in integrity where they could actually operate in freedom as opposed to what we see now. Now, there's another great article, this one from The the Defender. Uh, this is by Michael Nebradakis, PhD. I'd love to get him on the show if we haven't already. Uh, World Health Assembly cites need to restrict personal liberties and expand the WHO's emergency powers, the World Health Organization. Now, they concluded, I think I just warbled. I just look at the thing when it goes red, Super Don, and I'm assuming that my voice warbled and went funny for a moment. We're good. The World Health Organization uh, concluded its 76th World Health Assembly. And guess what? They didn't ratify the so-called new pandemic treaty that wasn't new. It was just we're modifying the IHRs, the international health regulations. They didn't do it, but the world, a lot of us were up in arms over it. And we're like, well, we won, we won, we won. But some are arguing from within that this was always the strategy. You push really far, you don't go there, and you soften them up, and then next year we'll get it done. So be ever vigilant that they would like to lock everybody down under their auspices, under their pharmaceutical paymasters, Bill and Melinda Gates, et cetera, and the Chinese who control much of the WHO. They're coming for you. Don't think that you want to you know, a, a real victory. It might be Pyrrhic if they continue to, well, let's say if the United States continues to be a member of the WHO. That's one thing I would want to ask Bobby Kennedy next time I interview him and remind me this, Superdon. I want to ask him about his views of the World Health Organization as a legitimate organization to dictate to us our policies in the United States in terms of pandemic response or anything like that. And why? Why should we contribute a penny to an organization that seeks to destroy our freedom? Ignore our constitution. We got enough within our own country ignoring our, our constitution. Why would we want to participate for a moment longer? And many on the political left, I think, are all in on the UN and the WHO. And again, coming back to the, the C word, in this case, communism, they don't want to see it. For some reason, they have an affinity for this collectivism, this Marxism. And that's where I have to draw a line. I mean, I don't have a lot in common with you if you are have Marxist leanings. Because you deny the fundamental beauty of life itself, individual liberty, choice, agency. And this was a message from our dearly departed friend, Dr. Rasha Bittar, right before he passed. The imperative message, God says, remember freedom. Remember freedom of speech. Remember freedom of choice, specifically, agency. And when the World Health Organization or the CDC or the FDA or the Biden administration or any administration says, here's your choice. You either get the jab or you lose your job. You either get the jab or you can't go to school. You either get the jab or you can't travel. These are not choices. That's not free agency. And if you accept that as free agency, you're accepting the, the, the redefining of freedom as slavery. 
maybe not as overt as the Southern plantations for those who are offended by saying the word slavery. It's kind of tantamount to anybody who is of Jewish heritage that says you can't use the word Holocaust because now it's owned by the six million or whatever million amount of Jews that were killed, despite the fact that there were there were Jews, there were gypsies, there were gays, there were you know all kinds of intellectuals that were communists too, who we don't agree with. But the point is, stop you know isolating these words and saying I own them now. You can't use them in any other way. That again is a violation of freedom of speech. It's anti-intellectual. <laughs> so check this out, and you'll see there's some interesting things that they are proposing. Not surprisingly. They would love to have the ability to dominate and control you. It calls for the scheduling of a tabletop simulation exercise, and it would trigger a massive expansion of the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex. They rely on the hospital systems. They wouldn't dismantle them. They know that the perfect delivery system of the kind of totalitarian dictatorship we've already been living under in the medical monopoly, but then on steroids. One of the things the text of Article 18 states, the party shall strengthen science, public health, and pandemic literacy in the population, again, programming, propagandizing, as well as access to information on pandemics and their effects and drivers, combat the infodemic and tackle false, misleading misinformation or disinformation, and including through promotion of international cooperation. Again, a top-down police state. That would limit your freedom of speech because the speech you have is not approved of by the World Health Organization. Piping on down through the CDC, FDA, et cetera, or a current administration like the Biden administration that would support and is enthusiastic saying, hey, I'll tighten those rules. We'll sign on to that. No problem. We won't even send it to the Senate for ratification. We'll just call it, call it a day. We're already in. Which is where I have to acknowledge elections do matter sometimes. <laughs> You know, the policies do shift. Whether you loved or hated Trump, Trump did some things that were good. Trump did some things that were bad. I have, I'm have i hard-pressed to find things that Biden did that were good, but I'm sure I could find one or two things his administration has done. That I go, oh, yeah, that's all right. <clears throat> the point is to get beyond the personalities. At the same time, there are real people running for office. Most of the time, they're selected, not elected. I believe, my experience thus far with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is that he is making a choice to sacrifice everything for an ideal he truly believes in. Some of you will say, no, he's controlled opposition or no, he's a Democrat. I would never vote because I'm, you know, whatever. I would ask you to just watch and witness and see. And that even if he were to become president, it doesn't change things overnight any more than if Ron Paul were president, that it would change things overnight. Uh, finally, uh, COVID whistleblower doesn't want to settle his case. This guy was fired. Ming Lin, an MD. He, his lawyers are telling him, hey, settle, you can get a couple of million. You get a couple of million. They fired you because you spoke out. You didn't want to do what they said. And he's like, no, it's, I'm, it's not about the money. I won't stop this case until they admit they were wrong, that they violated my rights. He says, morally, this is unacceptable to me as my silence is not for sale. This Dr. Lynn wrote in a Facebook post, the objective of my lawsuit has always been to expose the facts that healthcare workers are retaliated against for speaking up for their patient's safety. Acknowledgement is the first step needed to solve this problem. To me, the root of the problem, he says, has always been corporate healthcare as it prioritizes profit over patient care and staff safety, he noted. True. He doesn't go far enough because he doesn't recognize, maybe he does if we talked about it, but that it exists within a monopoly system of, of delivery of the only kind of healthcare you can get is a drug. 
approved by the FDA, for instance, whether it's emergency use authorization or not. So with that, Super D, uh, it's been an interesting hour. We had a guest schedule who had to cancel because she wasn't feeling well, and I took full advantage of the hour. Indeed, you that did. I was given. And I think that's the deepest you've gone on an article in a long time, but it was a good one. Oh, I felt it. When you sent it to yeah. me, I got to read it. As I said, I can do that. I can go deep on an article. I know as, as, as rare as that is, because oftentimes an article will just stimulate a thought, and I will just abandon the article altogether <laughs> and go my own way. But I thought it was worth delving into today, this hour. Just Jeffrey Tucker is a great intellectual. He's a great thinker, and he acknowledges that he didn't see a lot of these things to his credit. It isn't about his ego. He's like, yep, I didn't see it. I thought it was crazy talk. And now all of us that have been saying it, are we, again, I'm not looking for applause to be lauded or put on a pedestal, but at least to engage in the discussion, you know, invite us to the table. It doesn't mean me, but if we're not included in this, you're going to go down the same, I want to say, hole, you know, that we've been through. And that's not going to change. I said it that way because we got kids in the audience. I try tend to be a family is that a big show. hole where everybody's trying to be really quiet it's a real hole that smells really bad and you don't want to hang out in it the shh hole mm. yes. yeah you got it show <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's it for the first hour of the robert scott bell show I, I, do we have any uh comments or questions coming in through the chat rooms today uh anybody on rumble anybody at the uh home base you know robert usually it's, it's march that is monopolizing the chat room but today mm. it's a uh, cetro spotlight yeah, that per, whoever Central Spotlight is has been really engaged the last couple of days. He's one of our like uh, being here. or she. I he or she, we don't know. She. Yeah, uh, that can get you in trouble these days. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. Over on Rumble, we've got uh, we got twenty nine people on Rumble right now. Yeah, well, I know we get tons more later. And that's the fact. But uh, for those of you listening live, we love your engagement. Thank you for being here. Sign up for the uh, newsletter. And uh, you'll be plugged into a lot of great things that we're doing here often behind the scenes. Also, our patron support system that you have is a little five bucks a month. Say thanks. I am thanking you for that. By the way, your presentation from We the Patriots USA got up there this morning. Wow. Wow. You're amazing. So you've got lots of access to things, including an interview with Ryan Cole that has not aired yet. Dr. Ryan Cole. Um, Hopefully you all saw the Peter McCullough interview and Brian Fest interview from last Sunday. Our conversations are really good. And we've got some other things that are coming up that are fantastic. And our next AMA, we've rescheduled to G- July the 1st, a Saturday. The week before, I didn't realize I was out June 24th, I think it is, uh, in uh, Loveland, Colorado, for that health freedom event. Right. Michael Bolden, 10th Amendment Center. I don't think the rebuilding post-World War II was motivated by love. I agree it wasn't. It was probably just a foreign policy tool against the Soviets. Yeah, to box them out. And that's what I'm saying. I don't have time to go into the nuanced artic- arguments about post-war, but at the same time, it's very rare in history that the conquered uh, are supported by those who conquered them to rebuild in any way, shape, or form, uh, except to be totally tools of the new regime. Uh, and so there's some subtleties to that uh, that are worth discussing, and I'm out of time to discuss them for this Cetro hour. Spotlight, uh, yeah. clarified, mm-hmm. Cetro Spotlight is a he. Okay. Father of five, married 36 years. Wow. So very Impressive. firmly a he. Uh, mm-hmm. So I now know. Thank you. Yes. For, for, oh, is anybody Marge, like, you know, Marge just popped in. She's there. okay. Does anybody identify the pronouns as he, her? That, that'd be confusing. He, her? Yeah. You know how my pronouns are he, her. What? <laughs> when? How? I don't know. It's also confusing. 
Well, and then there's another one that I, I learned about over the, over the I think it was over the weekend. Yeah, uh, and it's a, it's a it's it's the T, you know, in the LGBT or no, but it's a different T. It's like a T plus or something like that. Okay, and it's it's a uh, you can either you I what is it? It's a um, you know. are a he, uh-huh. a her, yeah, and you're also non-binary at the same time. Okay, now try and wrap your head around that one. Yeah. All right. Today, <laughs> flip a coin. <laughs> I, about T for totalitarian. I think that's what more or less what a lot of these folks have become. Tard. They don't want freedom of thought, conscious speech, tard. religion, or anything. Tard. T-A-R-D. T-A-R-D. There you go. <laughs> All right. We didn't offend anybody this hour. Thank you, Super Don, for protecting <laughs> You're welcome. everybody. Send your hate mail to uh, not gmail.com. My buddy, Jamie Dorley from uh, Nutritional Frontiers. God bless Jamie Dorley, honestly. And, and that company, standing up for freedom. And look, when we stand up for freedom, we're not against people that live differently or believe differently than us. We just don't want them to use the power and force of government to force us to live in a way that violates our fundamental rights of belief, right? We respect the rights of everybody, but rights are not conferred by government. Those are privileges. Rights are given to us by God, nothing less than that. And I want to acknowledge and state that if anybody's unclear about that here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, and I thank you for that. So, uh, let's check in with our friend Jamie Dorley, give you uh, some updates on some upcoming events as well in the next hour. And if you guys want to chime in with a question or comment, I do have a question of the day. I'll answer that with Jamie because he'll have perspectives on it. It'll be unique as well. I love doing that. And uh, we'll be back after this brief top of the hour educational break because the power to heal is yours. Two hours a day, five days a week, right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. The sixth day is uh, the first day of the week, technically, Sundays. We do our Sunday conversations now, and they've been some great, great conversations. You guys can get any and all of those things on the various places that the shows are archived right here at robertscottbell.com, on Rumble. On I don't even know all, all the places. In fact, you go to the robertscottbell.com slash list, and you can see pretty much all the places that carry us, and, and, and there's more that we don't know. And yet, for some, we're this great big secret the best kept secret in health talk media, but growing far larger than we even realize. And that's thanks to you all for sharing the show. We had a comment come in uh, on Twitter just now. I don't know. It, it's a funny handle or label. Do you see that one? It says at are you a D D D. I don't know what that means. Are you a D D anyway? Uh, it's really sad that there isn't 50 million listening right now. Maybe a national radio show for you is, is needed. Now, wow. Now, hey, hold on a second. That's not a bad idea. You think? If only we knew how to do something like that. Right? Wait, oh, our, wait a minute. That's where that's, we started. That's where we started in national <laughs> radio. Uh, yet we have reached more people online uh, with the growth of the internet and podcasting, et cetera, than we could have ever reached on just radio, even though, and, yes, we've reached a lot there. Too. Let me tell you something. We've had this conversation. It's been a while since we've had this yeah. conversation. I'm not going to take up all the time on this, but yeah. uh, there's there's way more to having a national, a successful nationally syndicated radio show that people realize. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. the same as somebody picking up a microphone and getting on the internet and having a successful internet show. It doesn't happen because you have a microphone and you're on the internet. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a, a whole lot that goes you. into that, and especially no. in radio. Yeah. In radio, there's a lot of... It's Case in who, point. 
It's who you know type situations. Case in point, remember the number one health talk show when we were on? You read my mind. Yeah. Uh, What was the guy's name? It was Dr. Dean Adele. Adele, The Edsel of Health Talk Radio put you to right to sleep. His show sucked. It was awful. It sucked so bad. And I used to listen to him local because KGO Mm -hmm. Radio was was the the news talk station in the Bay Area. It was embarrassing, really. He was a local guy. He was on hundreds of stations. Why? Because he was on over 300 stations. Premier which has syndicated Rush Limbaugh said, if you want Rush Limbaugh, you got to take Dean Adele. And, and that's the, that's the harsh reality of the business of talk radio syndicated. Uh, and also big money is big pharma too. And I would not take any big pharma money. In fact, I, I raised, you know what, with the syndicator when they played in a uh, Tylenol commercial one day on my show, I'm not a diva, but that was like, no, that's a step too far. Uh, uh-uh, you ain't doing that. So we, and still we grew and we are here 24 years later, still on radio a little bit, but mostly online. And thanks to those who support our message of health, freedom, and healing liberty, including Jamie Dorley and the gang at Nutritional Frontiers, who joins us right now on the Robert Scabell Show. Otherwise known as Podium. Podium. Hello. Welcome to the show, Podium. Yeah. His name is Podium today. That is funny. Well, I was told I look better behind the podium, guys, so thank you. I'm not sure where the podium came from, but That's your, speaking your of radio. Yes. I'll fix it for you. Okay. Go ahead. Super Don will call you as you really are, not Mr. Podium. Uh, oh, that's okay. How you, you guys know, doing? Doing great. You know radio, too. You still do radio. Well, we've uh, gone away from radio just because hmm. uh, most people um, – younger than me don't know what a radio is yeah and uh i've been around long enough to remember as a kid it was a very distinct difference between tv mm-hmm. radio and the record player right yes now it's all become one and it's usually done right through this little gadget here mm-hmm. and um it's interesting i've listened to your show for years i was a big howard stern fan growing up and you know jim rome and all these different people and you know <clears throat> It's a little naive to think just because you have a microphone that people are actually going to listen, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, what's happened in the old days, there was only a few shows, so you'd have to listen. And uh, you would watch a show or listen to a show. And now people just do it as an activity. But the reason you guys are successful, Robert and Super Don, is because of the content that you guys have and the value you bring to people. And I'm honored to be on your show once a month. And we look forward to this. Um, so thanks again for having me on. Uh, I am solo today because yeah. the godfather of nutrition, Joe Messino, is down in Dallas, Texas. Ah, oh. got his cowboy hat on and his um, big his belt buckle he pulled out and his boots. So he's yeah. ready down there. We have a new gentleman working for us, uh, Justin Elliott. He's got about 16 years experience in functional medicine, nutrition. Mm-hmm. Great young man, faith-based, family guy. And uh, Joe's down there to support the troops down there. Nice. Uh, so I'm excited to be on your show today. So thank you. Well, it's always we always have a good time having you on, and of course, we we love uh, Joe as well. Um, and gosh, yeah, I mean you've you've established a great team. Christine, our friend now, is doing great work there. And I just have to say, you know, the innovation uh, that you move forward with. I think you're closing your curtain so you don't have such a bright light coming in the hotel room. Yeah, there we go. You're clearly not at home either. Are you at an event we should know about? Uh, no, it's just um, I'm in a, um, a conference room. So, okay, yeah, couldn't make it uh, to the office, back to the office. So I a little pit stop. No, no problem. We, we can see. Speaking of events, you mm-hmm. know us. Yeah. We don't stop. 
No. I just completed our event schedule through 2026. Wow. Yeah. That's yes. some advanced planning. Well, we have to because of the hotels. You know, they didn't have uh, um, any weddings or bar mitzvahs for three years, so they're playing catch-up. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So um, we are, you know, I'm a planner, of course, but, you know, we like to do the events. Uh, we got some really um, incredible speakers and we got a lot of great people that join us at the events, and I'm so excited to do them. You mentioned Christine. You know, me and her running the company. Mm-hmm. We have Joe Messino, um, of course, you, Dr. Tracy. Um, we got so many great people coming to the events, Dr. Bob Rakowski. So I'm excited to get you back up there. But mm-hmm. this week we have a sold-out VIP dinner in Butler, PA. I think you know where that is. It's about 45 minutes to an hour outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah, look at um, this. Well, there you go. You and Christine yep. and, and your son, Zach, and Mike Gallagher, our buddy Mike, uh, going to be at Rachel's Roadhouse. Wow, that's going to be fun. Yeah, and, you know, we um, got a nice uh, – Christine's helped us put a nice spin on these VIP dinners, so they're more interactive. This is a focus group nice. where we get the uh, audience participation. They may not be aware, so they better yeah. be ready. But it was uh, a lot of fun. The feedback has been uh, that people said, wow, I, I never knew it could be this entertaining to learn. Mm-hmm. So she puts a whole different spin on it. She's got a, a background in higher education. She's worked with some elite universities for the last 25 years. And, um, of course, you know what we bring. My son really doing well with the product development. Mm-hmm. Um, this month, we're launching a new product once a week throughout this month. Wow. Um, and I know. Let me see the biceps, Robert. You really, you really want to see it? Here we go. Hey, now. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. I was just talking about the challenge of the week. This week, I'll likely win it because – Nobody at the gym yet can jump rope as fast as I can for three minutes and hit those reps. But um, we got good competition. I'm trying to get people to do the you know good things we talk about in terms of nutritional support as well that facilitate the kind of recovery you know from my early years, zero to 24, being chronically ill to being you know 57 now and doing things I couldn't do in my 20s. Yeah, I was just talking about that with my son, and I said I think I'm in just as good a shape as it was in my 20s right and then you start having the kids and stress and traveling and you know then you kind of reconnect again and say well hold on a minute because a lot of us suffer from burnout we're patients too um but reconnecting with that the love and the passion so there were some uh bright spots from the virus the last few years and one of them was that um a newfound love and appreciation when the gym's open and they're not requiring people to wear masks and you can actually do your workouts and enjoy them. So I tell people, um, don't punish yourself for what you ate, reward yourself with strength from working out. And one of our new formulation updates is our super creatine. Mm. Creatine. Now, uh, Jamie, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, this, this came out many years ago, maybe even a couple of decades or so where creatine became creatine monohydrate. If I remember correctly, became this thing bodybuilders were utilizing somehow yeah. to help to build muscle. It wasn't an anabolic steroid, right? And it was helpful. Now, has there been a lot of shift and change in the years since that product or that ingredient? Yeah, the original creatine, creatine monohydrate, was launched by EAS, and, mm-hmm. um, a company out of um, Colorado back in the early 90s. I was in college, 19, yeah. 1990, Billy Phillips and those guys. They did a great job with it. And what creatine does when you're working out, so you're doing those curls with 100 pounders, right? And you, you, your ATP, which is your your energy in the cell, that's triphosphate, like a tricycle, it's three. Yeah. When that phosphate molecule breaks down to two is when you start to feel fatigue, 
and uh, lactic acid buildup, you know, you're getting the burn going. What creatine does is it adds that phosphate back in. Mm-hmm. So rather than the 8 to 10 reps, you can get 12 or 13 or 14, right? The problem with creatine and, and the original one is that a lot of it converted to creatinine, which is a right. byproduct of creatine. Yeah. So the solution back then was take a loading dose, take 25 grams a day, you know, take a higher dosage. And what would happen is it pulls a lot of water creatine. Right. So what they found is that you might have some dehydration issues. Which would impact the creatine in your Good. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it would impact the kidneys negatively in, in in these people, and they they often didn't eat really well, other than extreme yeah. amounts of protein, and that would also stress the liver and kidneys. So, metabolically, it wasn't smart. Yeah, at the higher dosage, and it cur- uh, converts to creatinine. So, GI upset, kid kidneys, liver, gut. Yeah, you know, um, and then you know because it, a lot of dehydration. Especially I'm curious. Dude, this is a really interesting uh, discussion because I remember all those years back then why I wasn't really a big fan of it. And here you are coming out. I'm thinking of an evolution that might be happening. We're about to learn. Super Don, can you open up your microphone? Because I remember, you know, before we met, you were into the bodybuilding thing. You must have used some creatine. In I, Bill Phillips was a very inspirational guy. He really was. And, and EAS was huge. EAS, I mean, they, they they were the king of the hill. They dominated the, the market as far as bodybuilding supplements there for a while. He came out with a book, yeah. and he was doing these contests. Body for life. Yeah, Body he was doing life. these contests where, you know, you could work out, and you could use the EAS, and you could send it in. You could compete and stuff. And I actually used the creatine for a short period of time. In fact, if I remember correctly, one of the, the hacks on the creatine was you, you took it with white grape juice. Uh, yeah, because it, 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 it would drive the drive the the water into the the muscle cells and give you a bigger look. Swell, yeah, it, it worked. It worked. <laughs> I mean, it's it's you know you'd you'd have one of those arm workouts and you couldn't even like close your arm because it was so swollen, right? So, so what, I do yeah. remember that. What have you done? And I thank you, Super D, because I knew you you had that history there. But, but what have you done to address the metabolism of creatine? I'm fascinated. Yeah, so the evolution of creatine is that, you know, about 10 years ago, we launched the original super creatine. That was called Crealkaline. And what they found is a friend of mine is a PhD, Jeff Colini, a former bodybuilder mm-hmm. who has an incredible business um, with supplements. What he did is he found out almost by mistake, like most things happen in, in, in science, is that what he found was that, hey, when you raise the pH on creatine and you buffer it, you don't get the conversion. So rather than converting to creatinine, it stays at creatine mm-hmm. and it's you can get a 10 times benefit. So rather than 20 or 15 grams, you could take 1.5 grams and get the same results without any of the side effects. So efficiency and you address the metabolic downstream scenario uh, to make yeah. it a safe product to take. And now I'm I'm a little intimidated. If I started taking it, I'd frighten everybody. So I, I don't know. I, it could be interesting. You already are frightening everyone. We're going to see the <laughs> tank top on the dance floor next time. So. <laughs> so we actually use a PRT, a patented research trademark form of it called uh, MagnaPower. And what that is, is they take creatine and the magnesium bisglycinate from our friends at uh, Albion, and mm-hmm. they combine it together. And they do a covalent bond. And if you go on PubMed, there's multiple published studies on just that ingredient by itself. Uh, soccer players, weightlifters, it increases strength, increases endurance, inhibits lactic acid buildup, and mm-hmm. improves recovery. So 
what do we do at Nutritional Frontiers? Well, we're not satisfied with just the creatine, the magnet power. We added some really cool ingredients to it. L-glutamine is a really good cell volumizer. That's what uh, Super Don was explaining. So that the nutrients can drive in the cell. So you get a maximum um, nutrient uptake in the cell. And that's where you get the anabolic effect, the growth effect. In addition, there's been so much um, great research the last few years on beet powder, right? Mm -hmm. Beet powder has a great ability for cardiovascular benefits, but it really helps with circulation and driving that blood inside the muscle, right? Well, it's good for so, the liver too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we got the beet powder in there. Um, in addition, we added arginine and citrulline, which again, nitric oxide um, pre-metabolic uh, contributors, right? So they're going to increase nitric oxide. So it's all about the strength, the endurance. This is a much more responsible way to bring creatine to market, Jamie. This is uh, this is so different from the those earlier days of like we don't care what it is just give me an isolate and and ignore all the other metabolic uh, factors. Uh, and so. we really we take a lot of pride into the forms of the ingredients that really would determine the result, right? Mm -hmm. I always equate it for people like uh, beef. You know, McDonald's says one hundred percent pure beef, and so does Capital Grill. We know the grass fed, you know, beef is a lot different than what they're providing. So even the uh, alpha lipoic acid we use in there is called the R-alpha lipoic acid mm -hmm. because that's the bioavailable form. Most alpha lipoic acids are 50% alpha, 50% R-alpha. Mm -hmm. So the formula is designed with the key nutrients at the key dosages. We have our great team involved with this, including Joe DeFranco. He's one of the top trainers in the country at DeFranco Training Systems. He trains like, you know, WWE, Stephanie McMahon, the McMahon family, Triple H, um, football players, wrestlers. Um, so he's, he was involved in the, the formulation because he says, you know, can we actually put those things in there? He says, yeah, let's work on it. So that is available now. Um, with any new launch, we offer a nice incentive due to double dipper, the <laughs> 15 plus 15, the RSB special. Yeah, man, that's amazing. And so if you guys are in, in the workout mode but want to do it more healthily and responsibly and build muscle in a way that is not de degrading to any other system, this is, again, I'm just pleased as you know what to hear about this option for folks because I want, you know, even those that what we call the muscle heads of the past, um, th 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 there's a little bit more intellectual uh, engagement here with what you're doing, Jamie. To help yeah. people that are looking to be, be fit and even look their best. And uh, this is a responsible way. Well, absolutely. Well, think about another person. I, I got chills just thinking about this, right? Mm -hmm. We used to think you couldn't build muscle after like 30 years old, right? Dr. Jeff Bland, one of my mentors, uh, he's a father of functional medicine, a PhD. Yeah. And he's worked with Linus Palming and, you know, I, Albert Einstein School of Medicine. He, he, his track record is second to none. He showed us research a few years ago that showed in the right anabolic environment, in a hospital setting, they showed anabolic effects, meaning muscle growth, in a 92-year-old, right? Because they had the right nutrients in there with glutamine and amino acids and everything. So think about someone who has cancer, someone who has autoimmune, um, ALS, right? Parkinson's disease, um, there's so many people that could benefit from utilizing something like this when they have muscle wasting 
muscle deteriorating types of conditions, right? So yeah, we think bodybuilder, we think fitness, we think Super Don, you, me, you know, Tracy, we think of those types of people, mm. but there's a whole group of the population that most people would never even think of that could benefit. I like taking the super creatine and putting it right into my smoothie. Uh, you can put it in the protein shake or a super shake or any of the proteins, or you can do it as an a la carte. That's like mm -hmm. a great pre-workout drink. Beautiful. Well, hey, man, thank you for that update. I didn't know that we were going fully into that. I'm, I'm engaged, man. That's really cool. Uh, now, there are other things that are every month. I, I love that you have a focus and uh, special discounts. And, and in addition to the, you know, if you're just a, a part of the lay audience that uh, buys products to get the RSB 15 discount on top of whatever discount there is, uh, there's also many of you are healthcare providers in the audience and you can set up if you haven't already a wholesale professional account. Uh, and maybe you could talk a little bit about how that works. Oh, absolutely. Our business model is to connect us, the healthcare professional, and the consumer, the patient, right? So the difference on what we're doing is our business structure. We want to work with the healthcare professional and their patients. So if you're a healthcare professional, we don't discriminate. You could be personal trainer, ND, MD, pharmacy, nutritionist. It doesn't matter. If you have some kind of certification or license, I just saw the Trinity uh, commercial. We love our friends at, at Trinity School of Natural Health. If you have any type of certification, you're working with patients or, or um, clients, then just give us a call at Nutritional Frontiers, 412-922-2566. You can tell I'm old school. I still have phone numbers. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to go to our website, you can go to nutritionalfrontiers.com. You can email us at info at nutritionalfrontiers.com. Any which way, you can catch us on social media. You can catch me. If you contact us, we'll do two things. We'll set you up with a professional account. We also have an affiliate program now, Robert, or a new website that if you're a healthcare professional, you can get your patients to order on there and everybody benefits together. So um, it's all about building that community together and making sure everybody's taking care of each other. Beautiful. So y'all check in on the various ways you can plug into what Jamie Dorley and the gang at uh, Nutritional Frontiers are doing, including many of their educational opportunities. And I, I want I to do, we're at the bottom of the hour, I want to talk about upcoming events, including the ones you're hosting. Uh, I noticed that on the 22nd of June, there'll be a VIP dinner in Ohio at the Sheridan Suites, Akron, Cuyahoga Falls, uh, Akron, Ohio, basically. Oh, yeah. The one the twins uh, activate, right? Got Dr. Tracy's job and yours truly. Um, Dr. Tracy has been an incredible educator teacher, um, freedom fighter. Uh, there's nobody like Tracy. She's a, a dear friend of mine, a colleague, and somebody I really respect tremendously and look up to. Um, the amount of people, Robert, she's helped, I mean, it could be tens of thousands, right? Because of her impact as an educator when she taught at Trinity and teaches for us and now at Get Healthy. So we're really excited because we're going to take what we learned down at the beach infection or injection what do we do now because mm -hmm. just because the c word is over yeah. doesn't mean people aren't still having issues mm -hmm. um i don't i get calls every day you know oh yeah. so and so sick what's wrong oh they have a blood clot oh what's going on they have uh, issues with autoimmune they haven't recovered so this is not going away anytime soon so we're going to uh, bring some of the cool protocols that her and judy have worked on that where we can help people yeah. You know, um, I was walking at the uh, rec center of a beautiful nature walk, and I ran into two women. I worked at the health club 30 years ago. It was just by accident. The one mm -hmm. lives in um, Michigan, 
and we started chit-chatting and um you know nancy's husband has not recovered right hmm. so i says look we have a solution it's called spms so i sent her the research you go to pubmed 1500 published studies on covid and spms right so we um are going to bring myself and tracy to ohio because we feel you know it's still a uh, very relative uh concern of ours um but of course now it's being uh you know pushed aside and you know now there's i guess it would be for a long time you know the healthcare professionals it was mandated now some of them locally or not yeah. i have friends in new york that they're still being told right um so we want to make sure people have the power that they can handle this regardless if they had the shot or not exactly and, and I'm thrilled that Tracy's out on the road a little bit, too. I, I want to see her on the circuit again because she's so dynamic and she's so, so, so much integrity. I love her. And uh, I'm glad you guys are appearing together. Uh, if I if I go to the upcoming events at robertscatbell.com, check the tab out, Super Don, and we'll, we'll show you. I'm going to be speaking at a one-day event, a health freedom event, uh, June 24th in Loveland, Colorado, later this month. Uh, and then we have the RSB Family Union, the first of its kind, thanks to uh, our friend Leslie, and she she hosts the Stay at Home Mom or Stay at Home Mom podcast on the Robert Scott Bell Podcast Network, and we're going to have a weekend of food, family campfires, music, learning, health, homesteading, all kinds of things. And we are wow. uh, Doctor uh, uh, Ben Tapper is going to be going. Maybe Taryn Gregson will be there. We got music happening. It's going to be a wonderful weekend, and uh, a lot of times to learn, a lot of opportunities to learn. I'll be speaking at the Maho event, which is for mostly the health food stores. Uh, in the Midwest, and that's the 21st through the 23rd. But that night, the 21st, a Friday night, I'll be speaking at Whitaker's Farm Market. Big fan supporters of the Robert Scott Bell Show for a lot of families that participate there in, in farmland of Ohio, trying to stay safe from all the uh, monsters. What, uh, what part of Ohio is that? Uh, Whitaker's Farm Market. Somebody will look that up and tell, tell me what city. It for, like yeah. 45 minutes outside of uh, Columbus is what I know. Oh, great. And, and it's a beautiful pl family that has been helping the community. You know, it's, a, it's just a place where people gather. And I've spoke there before. It's been a few years. So I'm going to go back there and speak to the public on that event. Then we've got the big Red Pill Expo, G. Edward Griffin, August 12th, 13th, Des Moines, Iowa. A lot of Heartland stuff going on. And if anybody can be there for that, we'd love to see you. And uh, G. Edward Griffin featured in the new documentary film by Mickey Willis called uh, The Great Awakening. Uh, if we go beyond that, we go to the Cancer Control Society's 48th annual cancer convention. I'll be speaking at that event. That's Labor Day weekend in Glendale, California. It's basically the L.A. Uh, area at the Hilton there. And then we have this one I wanted to bring up to you, uh, Jamie, if you don't know about it. It's a Biomed Expo. I'll be speaking. I'll be moderating some panels and I would love it if if uh, Tracy wow. and Judy could speak at this one because I know the guy putting it on. And I, I told him, I said, I, if I could get Judy and Tracy at that event, it would be tremendous. And he's like, he's all over it. So maybe I should have you talk together and see if we can get that ha to happen at that time in September. Yeah, and let's, uh, <clears throat> let's connect off air, Robert. I'd like to yeah. go over some of the events because there's so much synergy. And what I've learned the last, uh, especially the last four years is that mm -hmm. Um, we don't want to work with everyone. We just want to work with the right people. Exactly. You're obviously, um, you know, part of our community. We want to share the love with some of your other people because there's so many um, great connections out there. And, you know, when, and when you're with the right people, it, it just makes oh, it, it makes so easy. Different. Yeah, exactly. And that, that was the wondrous th uh, thing about the Voicey event this last weekend. The, the people were so amazing. 
they're so open to learn and they're ready to just jump on all of the things we're talking about. Maybe it's their first time hearing it, but they're ready. The eighth annual Your Health Freedom Galen Symposium that's happening in uh, the Salt Lake City area. Uh, that's going to be the 6th and 7th of October. Uh, then there's the uh, Trinity Health Freedom Expo. That's the granddaddy of them all going back oh, yeah. to Whitman Klein and family. And Jamie, you've been to many of those and uh, we just love that, uh, you know, that foundational combination of health and freedom. And that's what we're all about, even when we're not there. But that's the middle of October. And then we have uh, a big event in uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona, November 3rd through 5th. I'll be there with uh, Jack Wolfson, uh, the paleocardiologist. And that's so far. We'll be adding more as we go, including if I can be at any of the events that uh, Nutritional Frontiers is hosting. You know, I'm, I'm there for you, my brother. Just let me know. and We'll talk about it off the air about uh, scheduling. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We got the big wellness week in July. We have Dr. Judy. Uh, Dr. Tracy, Bob Rakowski, Christine Glein, we got the whole crew coming in. Mm -hmm. That is a uh, consumer event, but a lot of healthcare professionals have been coming. That's actually July 15th to the 22nd. We take a break NF in the summertime, July and August, and then we pick it right back up in September. Mm -hmm. We have VIP dinners in Orlando. We have a VIP dinner in um, uh, Houston, Texas, and then Atlanta, so those three weeks, and that builds it right back up to our wellness weekend in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's, that's, official. Always, that's always that fun. is Saturday, October uh, 5th or 6th, 7th, and 8th. It's going to be a weekend event, super exciting. We're finalizing the schedule right now, we'll have that out next week. And I've uh, got an incredible uh, lineup of speakers, events, um, the mind, body, and soul intelligence experience. We combine it all with everything from prayer to meditation to yoga to presentations educational style interactive book signing and of course we do a little bit of fun robert so yeah. get those dancing shoes glossed up we're ready to go we're gonna have some right. live music well, friday and then saturday we got a special event going on afterwards so we do a little fun on the boat and uh do you like game shows i'm a game show host who are you talking to yeah Okay, good. I love game shows. Growing up with my mom, I would always watch game shows. She was a yeah. game show addict. Yeah. So we have a little fun with mm. the game show Saturday night, and uh, it's going to be an awesome weekend. I'm really excited for that. All right. Well, we got to catch up off the air and go through all the calendar stuff soon, too. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, if you guys want to have some fun, come to any or all of these events, and uh, it'll add to your life and add years to your life as well. Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, we're having a lot of fun with the monthly focuses. So, mm -hmm. you know, this month we're focusing on family. Kids are getting out of school. The weather's changing. People are more active. And we want to make sure that um, people keep it fun. And, you know, you got to get everyone in your family involved. So mm -hmm. we do the uh, shake a day a month. Right. So we do our shake every month that we promote. This month we're doing the um, strawberry fields forever. <laughs> so it, it, it combines um, Super Shake, which is a vegan protein, with the Pro Reds. So we got the mm -hmm. recipe right there on it. And then we're going to focus on some of the formulas that the whole family needs, like Probezyme, right? Who doesn't need yeah. probiotics and enzyme in the chewable? I call these barbecue busters, Robert, because I know you're really strict on your diet. However, some people may partake in a little bit of maybe just more volume of food. Yeah. maybe more uh, higher fat food, maybe some more sugar. And, you know, you can utilize something like Probezyme. So you have a strategy when you go. Oh, I, I utilize the Probezyme when I'm eating, you know, these uh, heavy uh, uh, protein fat meals. I don't do a lot of sugar, uh, but 
for me, you know, the, we know that in, in terms of being on this planet longer, the body tends to produce less and dietarily, if we're not eating the right things, you know, enzymes are issues, you know, they're tools of life. So to uh, supplement from an external source is, is perfectly viable and valid. Obviously, I'd like to stimulate the production from within, and I'm not abandoning that, but I still will use the Probezyme. And, and I have to say, I know this isn't one of the monthly specials, but I am just such a big fan ever since Judy introduced me, Dr. Mikevich, um, the uh, NRDMG. As a tr- it's oh, yeah. travel with to counteract exposure to things you have no control over, like the glyphosate and everything, on top of many other things it does for the immune system. So uh, your lozenges are such an easy delivery system uh, that it's become part of our go-to and daily regimen here in the in the household, in the family, as well as when I'm traveling. Yeah, and um, you know we're excited about the DMG because it does such so many great things in the body and it works by itself but also when you put it in formulations so we're always looking to improve that that's actually in the super creatine now the dmg so that's a nice added um bonus to that formula it inhibits lactic acid buildup too so when you're training or even if you're not training maybe going for a hike right i did a nice nature walk this morning and i went on the back end where there is some big hills and i haven't done it that one in a while because of the weather mm-hmm. but i'm back over there now and I felt great. I do two yeah. of it. I do two of our Ener CoQ10 before mm-hmm. my workout. So I'm getting 600 milligrams of CoQ10 and 600 DMG first nice. thing before I train. And I did the hills. I probably record time. I went up. I wasn't even, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't feel it like I normally do because I'm in better shape. But um, yeah. it's a nice thing to take even before a workout or during a workout is DMG chewables. Nice. I know when I got off the plane uh, Sunday night, it was seven hours delay. They had canceled the flight. And I was like, dude, I, I wanted to be home and just hanging out at home with the family. That didn't happen. But at, when I got off the plane, when it finally arrived at night, it was way late. And it was the furthest concourse, the furthest place where you actually had to take a bus. They didn't even have a, a gate. you know. <laughs> then you get off into the thing and then you had to walk a full on mile plus to get back to baggage claim. And, and I had my backpack with me at the time. I'm like, dude, I didn't get a chance to exercise much because we were so filled with, you know, morning to night kind of stuff. I'm like, all right, this is my opportunity. I get off the plane. And I'm making sure nobody's going to whoop me back to baggage claim. In fact, I'm going to see how many people I can pass. Just And it was just a, a steady walk. And I'm mm-hmm. monitoring my breath, my heart rate. I'm like, dude, I am in, I'm still in good shape, even though I was tired from the, the thing. And I'm just like chugging along and like no problem. But the opportunity, again, to push yourself to practice. And even if you aren't already in shape to just a little bit of push, you don't have to knock yourself out till, till you're on death's door, but the practice, the practice, the practice. Now, when I, you know, win the challenge of the week, it's not a shock to me, but it's because of all the work I put in consistently, you know, and that's part of the process of discipline that very often that's the hardest thing to overcome, to find something that you enjoy doing in terms of movement. You don't have to do what I do or what Jamie does, but find something that utilizes your body and that brings you some joy if you think it's the only way to work out is the way you hate, no, don't do that. Do something that you love to do. It'll make all the difference in the world. Yeah, and I, I take that to heart, right? Because my workouts are different than they used to be. I change mine each season. Mm-hmm. So in the winter, it's a little, you know, more strength training. Um, and then in the spring, I start to, you know, get leaner. And then in the summertime, it's all about function, right? I'm on the boat, I'm hiking, I'm biking, I'm walking. So you got to do what works for you based on your age, your goals, and your capability. But do something for con- that you're going to be consistent at that you like to do and sometimes love to do. 
right? Uh, I don't like the stationary bike. I just feel it in my legs, doesn't get my heart rate up, hurts my butt. So you know what? I don't do it, right? And I tell people, it doesn't mean you love everything you do every moment, but enjoy it. You look at it a way to reward yourself. I use it, I call it walking meditation. The beginning of my workout is at least 30 minutes outside. Now it's been an hour. So I do an hour outside, I clear my head, I, I feel good. Then I go do about a half hour weights. But even with the weights, I'm constantly moving. I'm not sitting there. I'm not on my phone. It's a good cardio and weight training. And you don't have to um, work out like me. You don't have to work out like a professional. You have to do what works for you. But I think the, the key and the secret to success with any type of movement is consistency. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't feel like going, there's some days I can only get a half hour, 45 minutes in. Go get it in. If you're at a hotel, find a treadmill. Go outside. Walk the steps. Yeah. Just get some fresh air and walk sometimes is, is nice. And it's funny. You probably feel like this, too. Some of the days I wake up and I'm, I'm like, oh, there's no way. And I go. It's my best workout. Mm. Right? It's like you never know. And like, you know, when I'm not ready to do my show and I think it's going to suck. It ends up being <laughs> the best show ever. That's what Super Don says anyway. Uh, we have a, a, a kind of a renewed kind of food pyramid as well. And also Superdon tells me there's an email message for Jamie. Uh, I don't know if I got that message right. Is that accurate? Is that correct? Superdon, what's going on over there? at the party? Well, it's for Jamie because it's about nutritional frontiers. It's not like a specific thing, but I got it via email. And I appreciate when people send me uh, email questions because I like to do my Rush Limbaugh impression. Yeah. My formerly nicotine stained <laughs> fingers. Uh, this is from Lisa. Lisa says, hi, I would like to use the RSB discount on Nutritional Frontiers website, but the website wants a practitioner slash affiliate ID to register. Is this something you can provide? So what happens when somebody goes and they want to order something and they get to that screen and then it's asking them for a practitioner or affiliate ID? Yeah, they should be able to use the RSB to get just in. RSB? Yeah, if they can't, okay. just email info at Nutritional Frontiers, and they'll set them up. Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously, people have been ordering that are not practitioner customers. They're just direct to the consumer customers, right? That's not new. Yeah, and that's because of your show, right? So, okay. you know, we have that set up so that it's through some type of healthcare professional. In this case, it's you. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. let's find out. And maybe... I don't know. Would that be a Christine question to that I can announce to the It'd world? Be a, a Melinda, Melinda. Melinda question. Okay. Otherwise known as her, her stage name, MC Light. MC Light. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Well, what is this uh, this visual of a new new type of pyramid? I remember the pyramid uh, that we got from the government was basically lobbied into reality. It had nothing to do with actual nutrition. Uh, what is going on here with the Great Pyramid of Health? I see on screen right now. Yeah, well, it's interesting is you go back to like the 70s, right? The health pyramid um, was set up that it was 11 servings of carbs and starch, right? And then it was heavy meat and then fats were at the top. So they they combined all fats. So what our country do got really sick, right? And then last fall, Tufts University, who actually did the uh, metabolic studies and did great research, they came out with a new food pyramid based on scores. I think we went over that at one point. And kale and uh, watermelon were one and two. Number three was frosted mini wheats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't make this up, Robert. Right. This is Tufts University. Yeah. yeah. 
what was really crazy when they put um, synthetic, you know, eggs and mm -hmm. and margarine over regular eggs and butter. So it about drove us crazy. So this is what the consumers are hearing. So they're saying, how many times people say to me, I say, what do you do for breakfast? Oh, I do uh, cereal and skim milk. I says, what? Mm. Well, yeah, but it's Cheerios, a raisin brand. I said, even worse. Oh, my God. So yeah. we had our health pyramid, but we redid it. Um, Christine and Sammy did an incredible job on this. And the idea is, even when we do it with nutraceuticals, right, you can't use a, a green pill for an ill, right? Um, Tracy's talked about foundations for years. You know, and if you do that, you're just somewhat mimicking pharmaceutical, right? So at the base of the pyramid is all the lifestyles your water, your food, movement, sleep, stress, emotional wellness, because that's how you have to build your pyramid. As Tracy would say, if you build your pyramid on quicksand, it's going to disappear. So we build it on the foundation, things you have choice of every day, folks. Then what we do is we go to what's the most important nutraceutical? Well, we go right to the orange section, which talks about prebiotic, probiotic, and enzyme, because it's not what you eat. It's what you eat, absorb, assimilate, and excrete. If you're not excreting, if you're not absorbing, then you got a problem. Then we go right to the macro and micronutrients, so things like our super shake and our ultimate shake, our frontier multi, our women's multi, our men's multi, all our multis are on sale this month for family month. Then we start getting into the essential fatty acids right? Because every cell in your body is made of fats. So you need to make sure you have good fats in your diet, avocados, nuts, seeds. I like nut butters, um, fish, you know, we've got, depending on what you like to eat, you can get good fats in your diet, but you also should take some kind of omega or SPM. Then we get new essential, I'm sorry, the um, phytonutrients, the greens, reds, oranges, and purples. What's your favorite uh, of those four pro colors, Robert? I'm a, I'm a fan of the purples personally. I am. Oh, there you go. I'm, a, I'm well, just like maybe it's maybe it's my uh, Prince days, you know, Purple Rain. Oh, Purple Rain. Here we go. Yeah. So the purples is great because it has all the exotic berries for aging. We have yeah. Alpha GPC for mood and focus and attention, mm -hmm. but all the pro colors are phytonutrients. And normally, you pay for convenience. In this case, if you put those nutrients in a grocery cart, it'd be over two hundred bucks. So you save about 60% when you buy it in a container. Plus, there's nutrients in there you can't find in the grocery store. No herbicides or pesticides. And most importantly, no growth season. So you can utilize those year-round. And when you get to the top, that's where you get into the wisdom, the, the mind, body, and soul intelligence. So the whole idea is to build the Great Pyramid of Health so that you can maintain all the results you get, and it's not a quick fix where you're taking that pill for an ill, but it gives you a strategy, Robert, so that you can become the best version of you. So that's called the Great Pyramid of Health by Nutritional Frontiers, and just a little secret for everybody listening, if you do a scoop of the Ultimate Shake and a scoop of the Pro Colors, you get the whole pyramid in one drink. That's called our Shake a Day. Gotcha. And, and the shake a day has nothing to do with my inability to dance really well. Well, <laughs> that's a whole different topic. But I thought you danced pretty good. You had great form. <laughs> 
and you had great endurance. So yes, well, I got the endurance, but uh, plus uh, Super Don, he's smart. What does he do? He dances next to me, and I have some kind of full body. You know, I'm just kind of bouncing. Like I don't know if it's a dance, and it makes me look a little better. <laughs> yeah, me you and know. him, uh, we're one step above Elaine from Seinfeld's dance. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's what we know. We know our place in the dance uh, schematic. So I attempted to to bribe Phil and to get me that footage, but he he never came through. We're just waiting for waiting for a higher offer. I got it on my phone. No worries. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jamie! I'm well, like, yeah, the other thing is fun. We have fun what we do, right? You gotta yeah. have fun, folks. You gotta laugh. You gotta enjoy your life. And if you keep polluting it, we have a new thing coming out called um, dying. D y e i n g, and it shows mm. all the different colors, mm. right? That you find in Fruit Loops and Skittles right, right. and. And then we put our pro colors underneath it. That's coming. Yeah, real eating soon, the so. rainbow does not mean eating Skittles. It means eating oh. the food that has the colors, uh, and, and that is, you know, according to every God. one of those. Right? What's one of the potential uh, effects? I don't call them side effects anymore. They're effects. Yeah. ADD, anxiety, mood, and depression. cytotoxins, carcinogenicities. Uh, you, you name it. It's a mess. And I grew up on that stuff. I, I know why I was sick. There's no mystery. But yeah. I've undone a lot of that and. We got, we got to stay strong and vigilant because we're exposed to things we don't have control over. That's why Nutritional Frontiers has those answers for you, even in the midst of a toxic, polluted world. We have a question of the day coming up. Uh, Jamie, hang out with me, and uh, we'll see what we got here. I got my perspective on here. Okay, this is from Cezanne. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right because I really end up butchering the, the names of people, and this is C-E-Z-A-N-N-E. I'm sure we'll hear from my wife. She'll tell me. Uh, hi, Robert. How I Oh, wow, I have chill bumps writing this and some tears. I am new to you and saw you on the Holistic Oral Health Summit, the only one I watched, and then looked you up and saw this. Wow, I subscribed. Uh, I will be brief. I successfully fought stage three cancer naturally and won, uh, let's see, knock on wood, she says, but I have still have a mild diverticulitis and mild candida. My problem is I can't heal my gut, upper GI, digestive health pain, bad, bad, lower digestive pain and pain at sigmoid surgery area. I just uh, fasted for, for 84 hours, cleaned up my diet, did a GI map, low uh, IgA, high zonulin, and food sensitivity test. I've tried almost everything and almost everything. Herbs, supplements hurts me when I ingest. It's as if my stomach instantly sends a signal that this is going to hurt you. It really does, but I am making some progress since taking enteric-coated uh, uh, tributarine X. I saw the silver aloe protocol. Is there anything else that could be beneficial or maybe do the tributarine X after your protocol? And is there a doctor you could recommend? I'm so sick of being sick. I have hypothyroid, autoimmune, work, work. I work construction, so energy is a battle. I believe I blew out all four layers of my gut through heavy beer drinking, toxic remodels, and severe unmanaged stress. I meditate and do tapping now. Thank you for your time. P.S. I am a staunch health freedom advocate. Just saying. Well, Suzanne, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. And I know Jamie appreciates all that you wrote as well. I will just say this from the Silver Aloe Gut Recovery Protocol. It's a great accelerator of epithelial lining regeneration, but that can include other products like the, uh, well, in fact, uh, you have some great GI products we can talk about in a moment. But I will say this from the, the stomach pain issue. If you take a dose of Nooks Vomica, because it's a homeopath, I got to tell you a little, few of those remedies. Nux Vomica is one of the critical remedies that addresses stomach and liver. Uh, Baptisia 
uh, tinctoria, B-A-P-T-I-S-I-A is also intestinal focus. And I talk about that in uh, my intro to clinical homeopathy 101 plus that I did a lecture on demand at uh, Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. So you can check that out. Uh, but from a GI perspective, there are so many things that can help. And 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 I understand, Jamie, what she she or he, I, Suzanne sounds like a female name, but she works construction and drinks a lot of beer. I'm confused a little bit. <laughs> I apologize. If I'm screwing this up, forgive me. Uh, but there's a lot of things that when you even try to do nice and natural things, if a body is so raw, it's just not ready to accept a lot of these things. So we've got to go so gingerly forward to rebuild and repair the lining. Yeah, you know, when you when you hear this, I'm thinking of your situation growing up mm-hmm. and then my situation around 19 as a sophomore in college, right? Autoimmune. And there's a whole list of things that she listed um, as diagnoses, right? Yeah. So I always say stop running for the cure of all these diseases and let's look at the cause. She mentioned candida, food inflammation testing, right? Um, obviously we need to do a GI program. So one of our top formulas, because we got to do it when you have an overgrowth, think of it like weeds in the yard. We have an overgrowth of candida, you know, you can pull a weed out, but if they're more growing, it's just going to keep coming back. So our program is number one, you got to starve the bacteria and the candida. And how do you do that? Well, easy for you, Robert, because you don't eat sugar and I don't eat too much of it myself. One is you got to starve them and take away their food source, which is mm-hmm. alcohol. They mentioned beer, right? Yeah. Alcohol. Beer is probably the worst. Um, but alcohol, sugar, and any kind of processed sugars, right? So even fruit the first month, maybe a little bit of berries. But I usually tell people to cut that out for a month, and mm-hmm. then we can slowly bring it back. So number one, starve them with the diet. Okay, and, and by the way, Jamie, real quick, if you still have candida growth, even after the, the starving amount, that usually indicates heavy metal toxicity, mercury in particular. BB to it. There you go. Yeah. Heavy metals, right? Because um, some of my clients, the functional medicine, the really sophisticated ones would say, you can have a, the fruit if you deal with the heavy metals, right? Oh, so right. one is you got to starve them. Second, you got to remove that. So we have a couple of formulas that are great for doing that. One's candy kill right? You get a capsule, you take it in the morning. I don't think you need a second dose. I tell people to get four caps in anytime in the morning and that will start killing it off. Then we got to do is we got to remove it, right? So we do things like the GI complete and the IgG. The IgG is the immunolin, which one ingredient of the year at supply side last year. Uh, we're the first company in the world to come out with the immunolin in a flavored powder. So it goes with the GI complete. So you can do lemon lime or raspberry. So candy kill, GI complete, and the IgG, what they'll do is they will bind, neutralize, and remove bacteria from really stubborn parts of the GI. Then at night, we got to replace them with the superbiotics. When I was doing consults when we first started Nutritional Frontiers, that's all I was doing with people. Right. Is doing candida and probiotics the first month because that way you can really start peeling that onion and see what their real issues are, right? Yeah. But you can't be eating dairy products. You can't do sugars. You can't use processed food because those foods are loaded. I, I didn't want to say food. Yeah. Those products are loaded with not only sugar, but also, you know, the dairy products, right? 
Well, so especially you have a lot of, pa- pasteurized and homogenized, you alter the enzyme presence, you alter the proteins, you make them not really fit for consumption because uh, it is a food in, in our in our diet that's legitimate when done right. But if you are compromised the way that you say you are, you got to heal that barrier, that epithelial lining and everything else that goes with it. The microbiome can only live in a certain environment in a healthy way. And that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, it's no different than your lawn. If it was really worn out and had a lot of weeds, it would take some time of, you know, repopulating that lawn and fertilizing it and getting the seeds and maybe even roping it off, right? That's like the diet. You got to protect it. And then you got to put water on it and then you got to nurture it back. It takes some time, but in time it will regenerate that mucosal lining in the muscle is right. very thick in the gut. Then you have that V-Li, which is that hair-like filter. All about that when that chews you know. away, you're in trouble, boy. All right, Jamie, we're in trouble because we're out of time. And it just went so fast again. It just got on here. I know, we just started. So you get to work, my friend. You've just had too much fun today. Well, if this is working, then I, I'm, I'm, I got job security because I love what I do. I Thank you, it. Super Don. Uh, as always, this guy is... Uh, He's like the mailman. He always delivers out there in Utah. That is and, right. Uh, that link comes into my email exactly the first Tuesday every month. So thank you. And thank you, Robert Scott Bell. Love you guys. And thanks for all the support. And um, you guys have a great month. Well, big hugs to the entire family at Nutritional Frontiers, including your immediate family, your wife and kids. I appreciate so much. I get to see them every once in a while at these trips. And we'll talk off the air about some schedule stuff because we got to catch up on that. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. All right, y'all check it out. Nutritional Frontiers, remember the code RSB15. Get you 15% off even the on-sale items. Double dip, all you want there. Thanks for being here. We got a bonus round coming up. You, me, and Super D. If you got questions or comments, drop them in right now. We'll be back after this because the power to heal is yours. All right, man, good show. Even the ones that sometimes are planned. That was good. I think so. It did well. Hold on a second. Right. Yeah. Where? Who's knocking on his door now? Delivery? Doggy? Coming on out? Coming on in? Thanks, Jamie Dorley, for being on board today. It was fun. And Super Don, where's your bowling shirt today? Uh, you know what? I, I only have two. Uh, we need one and for every so, day of the week. Well, yeah. after yesterday... Mm-hmm. Everybody had good things to say. And I don't think like anybody that. didn't like it. So <laughs> I uh, I ordered several more. So nice. Be here, be here in a, probably a week or two. But I, I thought that was a good look on you, my friend. Yeah, I kind of like it. It's something yeah. I've always been interested in. I've just never mm-hmm. never pulled the trigger on it. But uh, it just seems don't eat spaghetti while you're wearing them because I don't want to see that stains on them. Seems right. to work. And I'm I'm a horrible bowler too. So. I'm kind of a poser, but you know, I, you know, bowling is fun. Even if you're bad, as long as you don't, you know, it's like like golf. I like it. It's fun. Yeah. But you know, I'd be that guy. You'd, you'd put me on your league Mm -hmm. or on your, your uh, team. Get your handicap. That's the handicap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was funny. uh, We mentioned this. Oh gosh, it was probably, is it a year ago now? Maybe or more than, or anyway, we went out bowling. My wife went with us, a whole group of us. and, And my wife hit this like in just, unhittable split and she got it I'm like holy crap that's like a professional throw it's like one of those things that you like you don't see and knock three down uh with one and there was like a double split it was amazing still remember nice. that going people were like the, the real bowlers were like what the heck is she doing so that can happen at any moment and you just have the thrill of that 
one frame, <laughs> which is all right. I love when you, you know you get up there. You don't really, I at least for me, I don't really know what I'm doing. I kind of know the basics, you know, mm-hmm. that my dad taught me. Yeah, you know, you where you you put your foot and you how many steps you take and where you're you're aiming for on the little little arrow things on the thing like that, you know. But I'll get up there and I'll just be like very serious and holding the ball and yeah, get make everything there and go one gutter ball, you know, it's just like I don't know, whatever. I'm just having yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, a good have fun. That's what you should do. You know, bowling alleys, they have this weird kind of like, you know, every bowling alley has it too, where it's like, there's this, this ambient, mm-hmm. you know, thing. It has a certain kind of a smell, you know, and, and just, a, just, an, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Just a, mm-hmm. an environment, you know, in there that's always the same, no matter what bowling alley you go to. And it's always kind of fun. Yeah. Plus you got the arcade. You can go play video games. <laughs> You ever do that anymore? Are you, have you no. outgrown video games or do you still play them? No, I, I'm done. Really? I, I mean, I, not, yeah. not ever? I, I don't remember the last time I did. Really? Oh, no. And I'm not man. judging on people that do. I'm just probably I could if I was with you and you go, hey, let's play this and I do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, yeah. I we went to a movie mm-hmm. uh, a while back. How wild? Back? Oh, it was several months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the arcade, they had this gigantic space invaders. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, like huge, like like a giant wall. And yeah. you had this, this gun and you were shooting like the things up on the screen. And I swear, yeah, I mean, it was like 10 feet tall. Oh, wow. Um, it was really cool. Maybe not 10 feet tall, maybe about like eight feet tall. But in any case, um, space invaders, man. That's have have my, you seen my, any movies recently, or has it just been months since you didn't? Um, I went with with uh, some of the grandkids, and we went and saw the very controversial uh, Little Mermaid, the 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 woke version, I guess, of the Little Mermaid, which I thought it was fine. How was there anything that was like overtly woke that being on really? No, the big deal that they made about it is that that Ariel. Uh-huh. And the Little Mermaid is yeah. played by a African American female. Yeah, and I, I, you know, it's like whatever. I mean, it's like, well, I, on the one yeah. hand, I kind of look, I understand, but you know, at the same time, it's like I don't care. You know, it doesn't really bother me if it's done well. She can act and sing. Who cares? If she gets, she's done well. Yeah. Then, 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 you know, fine. Now, from a, a, a biological and physiological reality, um, she needs to spend more time at the surface in the sun than the white mermaid. Because we know that uh, pigmentation impacts in terms of vitamin D production, so I hear that's where I'm going with this. And if it of wasn't doing that, then, then then she's <laughs> at risk for breast cancer, and that's not cool. Okay, they pro- did they address that issue in the Little Mermaid? Huh? Huh? Did they? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. See, they never consult me on these things. Yeah, the Council of Nerds got together and agreed with you. <laughs> hey, um, I resemble that remark. Yeah. Anyway. So that was the last movie I, I saw. Okay. I, before then, I can't remember. It's been a while. Did you see the uh, the fourth John Wick movie? Not yet, no. Okay, because I took the I think that's, isn't that, that on Amazon Prime now? I think it's. it's I don't know if it is. I know yeah. that Steve Dace movie, Nefarious, is now on Prime. I think you could stream it. Did so. you know that was one of the things at the event that they did a screening of Nefarious? Did you miss that or did you get to see it? No, I, I missed it on purpose because I wanted to watch it with my wife. We okay. never got time to gotcha. get out to the theater. 
it was one theater far away and I was willing to do it, but it just, man, time is something so precious. And at the event, of course, I was doing a lot of recordings with people and, and I was like, oh, I want to wait it out. No, I want to watch it with my wife. So uh, we're right. going to stream it now that it's available that way. Nefarious is that, that movie. Cool. I recommend it. Anybody seen it yet? Let me know what you think. Um, I'd like to do a review on it when we watch it. So let's see. Jim Garricus. Uh, how was the uh, Brian Artis uh, interview? You did uh, the Monday Advanced Yesterday. Medicine on, uh, that was on, um, what is it called? Clubhouse. Clubhouse, right? And I think I'm scheduled for this coming Monday, a week from yesterday, to do that. I've, you know, I've got the app on my phone. Okay. I still haven't been able to figure out what to do with it. Um, I mean, I know basically how it works and stuff, but yeah. I, I still don't, I mean, you, you just open it and you find a, room of people talking about a particular topic and you listen i, I don't know okay i i <laughs> have, there's an upcoming event that might be of interest to jim if, if jim hasn't talked with uh, uh a different kevin not our kevin but uh kevin that worked with dr batar at his clinic uh, and he said to me that he's got full-on green light permission from the family to somehow do a modified version of the advanced medicine conference maybe it'll be called advanced medicine movement but looks like the weekend of September 22nd in St. Louis, same hotel that they plan to have it on. So we'll be giving you updates. I just wanted to give you some insight. I don't know if Jim, if, if Kevin's reached out to you about this, I'll certainly bring it up if I have more details. And you and today. Jim need yeah. to, to make a connection here too. Yes. You've gotten his, his info, I think, right? I think so. And he, hopefully he's got mine. Uh, I think we've texted back and forth. Okay, um, but I, as far as I know, I'm on the Monday, next Monday's uh, clubhouse meeting. You know, it's usually Monday evenings. Where it's kind of the pattern continued with Dr. Batar after he left Advanced Medicine Mondays on this show, and went out and continued to do that Monday pattern. And uh, Jim, I know Jim had some questions about using Restream and stuff like that. So Jim, let's uh, if yeah. there's something I can do to help you out with that, let me know. Yeah. So you're the first to hear it that we're looking at doing the Advanced Medicine Movement, if that's what it's going to be. Uh, and that would be the twenty the weekend of the twenty second of September in St. Louis. So like a reemergence of it post Dr. Batar to honor, you know, memorialize Dr. Batar as well. And uh, we'll see what we can do on that. And if anybody is interested, please let me know. Uh, maybe they'll need some help because, again, I don't know that the family would be involved as much as it was Dr. Batar spearheading this. How many of the family is is going to engage? I just don't know. Uh, so for all of us that appreciate him and want to see his work continue. Uh, we'll get together man, and figure it out. So yeah, I think June 12th is when I'm on with Jim and the clubhouse crowd uh, there. So, all right. yeah. So let's see. Jim says, I play with my daughter at record Cholas. What is that? We like the fishing game. We seem to. Oh, that's a, that must be a video arcade. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't, that's a fun, funny name. Yeah. Did you used to play video games a lot when you were younger? Um, well, remember when they came out, they were only in the arcade and I've told you the story, like one of the kids in the neighborhood when I was in elementary school, he was spoiled rotten. He, he got all of the latest electronic stuff back, you know, when it was really simple, but he also had some actual arcade games. He had a pinball machine. I remember and things, a few things like that. Um, so we would play there cause we didn't, we never had that, but then, you know, we would go to our hangout when we were kids, some of the years was those arcades where you'd go and all the games were there and you, you know, I don't know how many quarters would get you a game, but we would play then. It used to be one. Yeah. And, and if it was like a really good game, it might mm -hmm. be two 
quarters. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, and then it wasn't until later where it was like, oh yeah, it's a dollar. And you're like, what? I can uh, yeah. pay a dollar to play a video game? But thanks to the Federal Reserve and the government for which it stands. Uh, oh, Jim's in Mexico. That's why it was called a name. I, I didn't recognize Rick Corchulis. I would uh-huh. probably know how to say it. My linguistic uh, abilities are, well, they're pretty English. <laughs> American English. <laughs> no offense. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so tomorrow we have a guest by the mm-hmm. name of Lewis Herms mm-hmm. from uh, <laughs> what? Uh, I think you're gonna you're gonna like this this URL. It's screwbiggov.com. That's dot good. Com. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Exposing the globalist agenda with Lewis Herms. So we'll have. Uh, We'll have Lewis Herms on tomorrow in hour one. I don't know about Ty Bollinger at this point. Okay. I will find out. All right. We'll roll either way. Um, let's see what else. And then I eat. think there's there's rumor has it we may, I haven't confirmed this yet. I'll have to mm-hmm. check and see what her schedule's like, but we may have Marjorie Wildcraft back on Thursday. Oh, cool. There's an, there's an, uh, a Grow Your Food kind of event coming up maybe? Correct. Excellent. I got to get out and take some video and pictures if I have time uh, in the garden. And you do too. You've taken some already, but we want to showcase uh, some gardening uh, updates. Maybe um, Wednesday show would be a good good show to do it on. Okay. So I'll plan on that as well. Can I go back to the uh, question of the day again today? Uh-huh. Are you able to show that? Is that hard to do? No. Because maybe somebody knows how to pronounce this name. S-C-E-Z-A-N-N. You're really stuck on that, huh? Suzanne. Suzanne. But yeah. The thing is, I'm so messed up by the description, and maybe it's our own bias. When you think of working, well, you think women don't don't drink beer or well, work in construction. You, I'm going to acknowledge my bias when I think of working construction don't and you drinking remember, beer. Uh, home my improvement. First, my first thought is not a woman. It just isn't, and maybe it's because of our generation. I'm not saying it's bad or wrong. If it is, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just Dude, giving you my bias. Remember watching Home Improvement? Yes. So the women with the big power tools and. Was that part okay. of it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. No, is it as common as I don't think so, but um No. And I don't I know. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. But I would just say because of everything that Suzanne has gone through and everything you try that causes pain that to go slowly and utilize homeopathy to mitigate some of the intensity of the, the pains. And a lot of that's listed in the chapter, you know, unlock the power to heal the book chapter, which is free at the bottom of the Robert Scott Bell webpage, robertscottbell.com. And then as you can ease into these other things, one of these other things that is very gentle is the um, Alta health products can just the powder and you can take a level teaspoon and, Activate it in warm water and drink it down three or even, in your case, four times a day. That'll help liver, gallbladder, stomach, intestine, everything. Uh, so I, I'm just thinking in terms of easing into it. If you have reactions to anything we mentioned, slow down, go back to the basics, silver aloe, um, you know, go into these other things very gingerly. Some would say ginger is actually good for digestion, and it is if you can tolerate it, and depending on the sensitivity of your GI tract. So um, I appreciate you writing in and welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show family. And if you'd like to step up and be part of our Zoom meetings, we do AMAs once a month. And that's uh, for our patron supporters. We've moved it to the 1st of July because the 24th of June, somehow it wasn't on my calendar, the event in 
Loveland, Colorado. So I can't do it at the same time. And also Super Don, I can't do it the, the week of the 17th that Saturday because you're out of town finally going back to the beach. So that would be mean if I did that. That, that well, you just have to do it without me. But. So, no, you'd have to show up. No. Well, maybe. I suppose I could figure out. <laughs> No, I I a way to do, do it that. from the beach. I, I know you could. That's the point is you try, <laughs> but I wouldn't want you to. I want you to have that wonderful weekend as much as we can prep in advance for that. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking when it that. is and all. But yeah, so our next AMA will be July 1st, the Saturday, and then we'll look at the rest of July and figure out a second one in that month um, because we, we don't want to go a month without it technically. Uh, and, we, you know, June just that Saturday didn't work. I didn't want to do another weeknight because we did two weeknights in a row. So it's time to flip it to a Saturday. So that's that's also what's coming up. All right, what else? Uh, see other announcements. Anything I didn't get to? Um, if y'all can share the show again, that's not much to ask. I don't think people don't know about the Robert Scott Bell Show still, even though a lot more people do that did, but that didn't. But uh, there are a lot more folks that might benefit by this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty. So don't be bashful. Share the show. Say, have you heard about it? Have you signed up for the email alerts? What are you showing there? What is that picture you're zooming in and out of? Nobody can see it. I can sort of see I, it. Uh, you, you mentioned Ginger and it reminded me, you know, we had that one photo mm. uh, recently that uh, I really. I think that know, was after I, the health expo last year. This here, I, I'd forgotten about that face right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was some nasty. That came stuff. up. It was one of the, uh, the encores that we did. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember what, what is it that was, that, that was in that drink. Mm -hmm. I can't read it from, from that picture. Let me see yeah. if I can, if I can zoom in on it. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. It had, it had ginger though. It was like some kind of like ginger turmeric, uh, yeah, it was something or other. Intense. Yeah. Yeah. It was good for you, but it's one of those things that you're like, Ooh, that's going to taste like it's good for me. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That was funny. All right. So I got a, I got a message from my wife who knows French. Oh. And she says, Cezanne, an impressionist artist, 1839 to 1906, male. So what? it isn't a female beer drinking uh, construction worker. It's a male really? construction worker with the name Cezanne. See, that's our, uh, let's say, isolationist American ignorance to not know that name no, is a male it's just, name. It's just, you know. It's our, it's our body. In our culture, it that yeah. would appear to be. Suzanne, please don't be offended because we didn't know. Hey, man, you yeah. have a very unique name. More power to you. That's kind of cool. Maybe I'm pronouncing it. So I guess it makes video. sense. But now, now yeah. you can say I was, you were right about the whole drinking beer and working construction. Yes. It fits the uh, stereotype. The misogynist. Uh, uh, yeah, male, approach. masculine dominated, male dominated. That's right. Women can't drink beer and work in construction. I'm not saying that. I didn't say that. So anyway, thanks, honey. I knew she'd know. And I did know of Suzanne, the impressionist artist, although uh, I didn't remember the dates of his life. So learn something new today, folks. Learn something new. Steve All right. also mentioned colostrum as a healer of leaky yes. gut. That is true. Excellent. Any other uh, rumble talk stuff going on? Cetros mm. Spotlight, the father of five. Okay. Uh, yes. Married 36 years, right? He. he um, man, has really, really been 
throwing Packed stuff it. out there in there. Uh, he went to Nutritional Frontiers, signed up for the newsletter. He's going to be switching over to the Nutritional Frontiers creatine because he was using a different brand. Nice. Yeah, well, I'm totally in. the what, what, what Jamie described made all the metabolic sense in the world. And it's also why I've never recommended creatine. Mm. For all the reasons we discussed, I'm like, no, now I could take it. Again, I don't want to fight I was a big low. fan of Bill yeah. Phillips uh, yeah. and EAS. And that was, that was, it was kind of fun to talk about because I had completely forgotten about them. Mm -hmm. EAS was a huge company. In fact, they, they made their mark. And then I, I don't know if they, I think they he sold the company mm -hmm. and, you know, he actually, he had uh, COVID not that long ago and mm -hmm. uh, it really kicked his butt. Yeah. And he lost a lot of weight and he looked really, uh, you know, bad. Compared but to what he's he used to. He yeah. got through it and he's, I think he's like 50, I think he's like your age. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he's building back again. And he okay. looks, he has like a before and after picture of when he was right. sick with COVID and now. Wow. And, and it's very impressive. But um, in any case, EAS was huge. Everybody wanted to use EAS supplements. Apply, what was it? It's exp Experimental applied. Applied sciences. Something like that, yeah. And the, um, the, uh, Denver Broncos actually uh, were sponsors of, or, or EAS was a sponsor of the team. That was back when Shannon Sharp was playing for the uh, for the Broncos. And so mm -hmm. it was a big deal. It was a really big deal. Yeah, and I remember I bought the book and I was all into wow. it and all that stuff. So that was fun to think about. All right, I see uh, Bobby Kennedy has gone to the border. He did a little Twitter thing. I'm I'm just I'm going to watch it, um, okay. but said fascinating fascinating journey with this soul known as bobby kennedy in this lifetime what he's choosing to do very impressive and we'll see see where it goes and I, like i said i'm looking forward i don't know who's coordinating it but if you're out there bobby kennedy or anybody knows let's get him back on the show i've got some questions for you on your road to the presidency i'm fascinated by that journey all right oh. just taking a quick look here to see if there's any oh dude do you see chris christie is running I don't think he can run. I don't think he can trot. Why? He can wobble. Who would vote for Chris Christie for president? And I, I don't understand that one. Well, he's got, the guy is such a doofus. not doing anything else. There's no well. way. There's no way in a million years Chris Christie would ever win the presidency. There's What do you, why? Why would you no. even vote for the guy? I don't know the answer to that. I, it's, I, I think he's a narcissist. I really do. Maybe. And he wants to get out there. Look at me. I'm the one that can take on President Trump. Look at me. You know, it's like Chris Christie, really? Krispy Kreme Christie? I just, I, I just don't, I, I don't get it why he's running. Yeah. But he'll get his, uh, he'll get his five minutes of fame, I guess. A little bit back. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we can talk about that on Thursday in addition to some other things. Anyway, that's all I got. Okay. That's a good guy. Thank you, my friend. Looking forward to more bowling shirts, if that's what they're called. Yeah, they're coming. I got multiple colors and nice. So I will have a bowling shirt. Uh, that will be my new, my new costume for, <laughs> for the show. I like it. Dressing up nice. They're nice. They're comfortable. Well, thank you all for being here today. Thank you for sharing the show. If you're catching the podcast later, uh, come on down and watch it. You know, it's, uh, available through many, many platforms still. And you can go to robertscottbell.com slash listen. There's a live chat room on our website. 
Many of you interact through the various websites that allow for chat, including Rumble, which Supernon has to monitor. It's just one too many things for me to follow, but thank you for being there as well. I'm going to eventually, you know, I've, I bought a new desk like two months ago and it's been yeah. sitting here in this box. It weighs like 80 pounds or something. It's ridiculous. I got to get this studio done. So yeah. eventually I'm going to get the monitor that has Rumble on it. It's over here. Okay. Up here in front of me, I'll have dual monitors in front of me up here, so nice. it'll be a little easier to to monitor. But we appreciate you guys over on Rumble; we really do. Yeah, and our our uh, our century century of the chat room, Cetros Spotlight, and mm-hmm. monthly supporter on Rumble, which is something you can do. Apparently, there's, yeah, there's we still a, haven't figured out how that translates. I don't know it. where. I, yeah, I mean, eventually <laughs> we'll figure it out. But there's there's a way that you can subscribe monthly over on Rumble if you feel inclined to do so. Yeah. Well, one thing I'll do a, a shout out to my friend, Bobbery. Once again, I like to do that. And uh, he's got the Folium products, foliumpx.com, RSB 10, 10%. This is a supercharged antioxidant beyond many antioxidants. And it's uh, been helping so many. And many of you have tried it. And I'm looking forward to hearing more stories from how it's helping you. You got the Folium Immuno and the Folium um, as well, Relax, a three-pronged approach. I just heard that Amazon may pulled his product because they don't allow anything that claims to be a natural chelator of, of metals, heavy metals. So um, you, you definitely want to go direct or I, I just, I posited this and I don't know if uh, Jonathan from choose to be healthy is listening. Maybe, maybe choose to be healthy can pick up and carry the folium too. I don't know. But if you have trouble finding it, if you for those of you just like the convenience of Amazon, they pulled it because they're not apparently they just don't allow anything natural that's not FDA approved that claims to chelate or bind uh, heavy metals and pull them out of the body. And it's just such a powerful antioxidant. It's a shame, but we will uh, continue to let you know about how to get it and get it with a ten percent discount. So check out foliumpx.com RSB ten for the discount, and check out some of our interviews on the subject matter, including with G Edward Griffin. Uh, a couple of Sundays ago. And uh, that was great. It's helped him a lot. And my mom, it's helped a lot. So thank you to Bob Bree. Anything else we forgot to mention or promote or say thank you to or about? I don't think so. Okay. Well, God willing, we'll be back here less than 22 hours from now and uh, bring a friend or 10. And we'll see you here on the Robert Scott Bell Show then. All right. See you guys tomorrow.